Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face, episode 266, and look where we are. We're in our brand new studio. Very excited about this, and alongside me to inaugurate our new studio, it's Matthew Kyle. What's going on, Matt? Not much. What do you think about our new digs? So bright in here. It is a lot brighter than our other place. Um, As you can see, we have wilderness behind us. Well, not wilderness, but the urban wilderness. Um, (laughs) The urban wilderness of Los Angeles. (laughs) There are, in fact, trees here. (laughs) I I like it, though. Like, I like being able to see outside and see, like, the action behind me. Um, It makes the show feel a little more organic. I can't think of any uh, gaming podcast where you can see the outside. Can you? No. I mean, I, I guess, like, Jeff, a couple times Jeff's E3 thing... Had yeah, a they would like, on it. They were like, like hang across out. the street. Kind yeah, they hang out like out a park or yeah, something. Yeah, it's not common. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this maybe is... maybe we just none of us can afford space with windows <laughs> like that, that face be. out. Yeah, could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a soft launch of our new studio. I have been busting my butt for the last three or four days because I had that very short window to get out of our old studio, get everything moved in here, get it set up. So. The set isn't really dressed yet. This is not what it's going to look like in its final form. But uh, I did want to get a show out to you guys from our new spot. Um, So things are going to change a little bit over time. You're going to notice some changes in the show today, actually. Some small tweaks. Uh, We have had our lower thirds redone. uh, And you'll see that as the show kind of kicks off proper. Um, We've got a lot of complaints over the years. Uh, that there's too much white and people were worried about burning on their TVs. People have complained that it covers too much of the screen and they can't see the game. People have complained that sometimes they're watching the show and they don't know exactly what they're watching. All that stuff is going to be fixed with our new lower thirds, and you'll see those soon. I'm also kicking off next week, and I'm hoping, by the way, to have the set completely done for next week's episode. Um, Also kicking off next week, we're going to do a fun game at the end of every episode called Name That Game. You guys will be competing against that guy. And basically how it works is, and I'll explain it again next week before it actually kicks off, is I'll go through a list of clues. And it's your job to guess the name of the game before Matt does. Now, I know you guys are sitting there saying, well... There's a delay on Twitch. How are we going to beat Matt? Because he is really good. (laughs) And it is going to be tough to beat him. There's no doubt about it. But basically how it's going to work is if we have a tie, you guys are going to win. So if Matt says the name of the game and I look over and the name of the game pops up in the next, like, couple seconds, you guys will get the win. Uh, and And if you win, whoever does win, if you actually beat Matt at the end of every episode, you will get a free pack of sifted stickers for every winner every week. Um, and it doesn't matter where you live. You can live anywhere, in Europe, in Asia, United States, obviously, Canada, wherever. We'll ship those stickers to anyone. And then if you win, we'll just have you send us a DM after the show is over or even during the show once you've won um, and we'll, with your address, and uh, we'll get the stickers out to you if you can beat Matt Kyle. I wish you luck. <laughs> uh, Matt, how has your week been? It's all right. No, no, uh, no significant things to report yet. We'll see. <laughs> No, not a lot of this. Is- nothing came out. Well, one, a couple. I mean, <laughs> so actually a few things did come out, but only one thing came out I bothered to play because everything. I mean, I, I, I will admit that I'm a little curious about those Blaster Masters Zero things. Oh, but like the third one came out this week on, like, at least on Xbox. 
and it didn't have a trailer or any video on it in the yeah. store. And for some reason, that felt like a really big red flag. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Like, <laughs> like when I click, when I hit, cover, I highlight something on the store and nothing plays, I'm like, what's going on? What's wrong? On? Yeah. Like, what, why, do you, why do you want to show me this? Like, <laughs> Yep, this is probably the worst week of the year for us to launch a new studio. Hmm. It is so bad. This week was so dry. Um, I do think we have a good show for you guys today, though. I had to get a little bit creative uh, to come up with some concepts for some segments, but I think they're going to be interesting and fun. Um, I'm interested, actually, to see what the reaction is to our new studio. First of all, we're... the. The tears are going off. We're already well on our way to the hype train. I also want to thank people who are subscribing with Twitch Prime because it's the beginning of the month and a lot of you guys have turned over and I don't want to miss any. Oh my gosh, so many people mm. <laughs> are hooking us up with bits and everything. Um, let's see, JM Rain, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, Axel F1986, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, Don Lionheart throwing out subscriptions. Yep, Don Lionheart throwing out subs. Thank you. I'm guessing J.M. Rain's doing something along those lines. Yeah, because he always does. <laughs> um, uh, Schneeky is saying the auto balance on the camera keeps going up and down due to the sunlight. Mm. Yeah, I thought we might have problems with that again. Soft launch of the new studio. We'll work out all like the small kinks for next week's episode. I do apologize. I did work on this today before Matt got here. I thought I had it locked down, and it, no, I can actually see on our monitor it is going light and dark. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, we'll fix that for next week, I promise you. Uh, Not Cirque, thank you for Twitch Prime. Karma Lounge, thank you. Johnny Hurricane, Toast9, you guys are all awesome. JM Rain gifting tier one subs. Lesteved, um, Disembodied Voice, thank you. Subscribed at tier one. You subscribed for 11 months, that's awesome. Um, And Liberal Hack, giving out (laughs) subs to everybody. It's awesome. That's a great username, by the way. Delfino109, thank you for Twitch Prime. They just keep coming in. Thanks, you guys. This is awesome. Um, I didn't see any feedback on the studio, though. I hope you guys like it. I do regret a little bit doing a soft launch. You always kind of want to come out of the gate strong. Um, mm-hmm. But I still think it looks way better than our old set. Even here's without, Gerzilla. Without it even being dressed. Gerzilla, thank you for all the... 257% the... level 5 hype train. Wow. We're already at the level 5. I guess the new studio did create hype. Maybe that's how they're telling us that they like yeah, the too, studio. Too, they're too busy uh, throw, giving us throwing bits. subs in. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, let's see. Is there anything, any other housekeeping? I don't believe so. There is one note, though. Um, towards the end of August, normally on August 31st, it's a Tuesday, we would be doing Game Face like we do every week here at twitch.tv slash siftedgames at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. The 31st, we're going to have to shift because I have been waiting for an appointment with a knee doctor for Mm. forever, and that is the only day that they can get me in. And if I miss that, then it's not till like October or something. So one of the shows at the end of the month, we're going to have to shift maybe a day or here or there uh, when I work with Matt on that. But just a heads up for later on in the month. Um, Also later on in the month, we'll finally have some games to talk about, Matt. (laughs) This month is starting off real weak. Unless they get delayed. Yeah, and that's going to be one of the things that we talk mm. about today, like a lot of games that are being delayed. And Matt, obviously, very near and dear to your heart, one of the oh, delays. The Fantasy League is over. <laughs> is it over? Yeah. I thought it might be. Without that, that's over. Yeah. I thought it might be, but I wasn't sure. I didn't go actually go check to see if that was the case. No, I think I think I have like three zeros at this point. Oh, you do? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. You've I, never had a year like that before. No. I mean, COVID really uh, really threw off my, my radar. It did. I think it 
it threw off everything. It's just impossible you. to be. You know, I, I, my predictions on when things come out tend to be grounded in how I know the industry and everything functions. And once you throw in the pandemic, like it was just sort of like, you know, who can predict? You know, we don't know. We don't know what was happening, you know, with Gorilla and what, you know, what any of that, or if this, this might not even be related. It might be a separate thing. Who knows? Yeah. But like, it's just, there's so many new variables that like, you know, I just sort of fell back on my old prediction models and uh, it did not pay out. Yep. Um, I've been lucky on the other hand for mm-hmm. once with stuff getting that I thought wouldn't make it. Looks like it's yeah. going to make it. You got, and like, you got like two like top tier alternates too. Yeah. I might actually have a full team this year for like yeah, I the think first you might. time in forever. <laughs> it's so funny too. I did go back and look at the comments after we did draft and everybody was like, Shane's going to get destroyed. He has no chance. Mm-hmm. It just shows you how random it is. That you, it's really hard to predict what's actually going to happen, yeah, especially and, this year, right? And with COVID, it who just... could have predicted that there would be no Sony games for the second <laughs> half of the year? <laughs> and Matt, I love you for that because that transitions perfectly into our first topic for this week's show. What's up with PlayStation Five, Matt? I um I've mentioned on the show prior that the Xbox Series X has turned into my daily driver. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I tweeted about it the other day. Same. I mean, yeah. It's, turned, it's your daily driver, oh, too? Yeah. I tweeted it's about It's definitely it. on more often than the PS5. The PS5 is turned on to play specific games. The Xbox is turned on to be like, oh, what do I want to play? You know, like, like, yeah. It's my sampling console. Mm-hmm. It Game Pass helps, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I tweeted that out this week, and I got a lot of pushback from people saying, oh, you you know, you can upgrade the SSD soon, uh, PS5. Oh, we'll get to that, sirs. <laughs> yeah, that turned out a certain way, didn't it? <laughs> PS5 game installs are smaller, Mr. which they Cerny. are. Which they are. Which is, yeah. why is that? Why are games smaller on PS5 than they are on series? That I don't know. Um, they're, I'm, I mean, roughly, it seems like they're about 20% smaller mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. But I did the math. I mean, and, my my guess would be, and this has no basis in fact, but my guess on this would be that because of the architecture and how quickly you can access things, you don't have to duplicate data as much, because that's usually what, what bloats a game install, is literally duplicating the same regularly accessed data multiple places in the files, so that, so, because even, at, you know, modern stuff, even the time it takes to access a hard drive to read it, like, if you, if you can save those microseconds to, like, have it right there next to the level you're loading instead of going all the way back to the beginning of the file and the other part of the hard drive and pulling that out, like that can matter. But if they really have designed the PS5 to take advantage of the SSD that's in there at the certain speed it's at, so you don't need to do that, that could shrink the footprint of the file because you don't need to duplicate regularly used data as much. Yep. That would be my guess. Okay. You'd have to ask Mark Cerny to be sure, though. Yeah. Um, we're actually ta- we have another topic on PS5 later in the show, so I don't want to talk about storage too much here. What we really want to talk about is the lack of games, the lack of exclusive games for PlayStation 5. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of the third-party stuff. That's not going to be a problem. But, Matt, your as long issue... As, as long as Call of Duty comes out, it seems like Sony doesn't really care. It seems that way. But, Matt, for you personally, what we were talking about earlier and hinting at is that Horizon mm-hmm. Forbidden West has been delayed into 2022. It was, was it your first pick on your fantasy team um, this year? First or second. I know yeah. it, was, it was up there for sure. Um what do you think's going on with this game? I think it just needs a little more time. I'm sure it got hammered by the, you know, because of the stage of development it was in. I think we're seeing a lot of games that were in that kind of that mid stage of development when the lockdown happened. Everybody had to move to home. I think you just lost literal months in some cases off of it. So, because it took a long time for some of these companies to get, you know, not just video game companies, but to get their, you know, 
get a, you know hundreds and in some cases thousands of people all working from home on the same secure networks and all that. I mean, that's that's a huge task, and it took a long time to get all that in place for some some companies. So, like we are, I think we are seeing the precipitation of that right now. Like the stuff that's come out so far this year is stuff that was already pretty far along by you know that point last when year. when we saw it the, for yeah. the first time. Um, some people are saying East Demon says COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah. I think that certainly plays a part in it. Yeah. Um, it's a little odd to me that it wasn't that long ago that they reaffirmed that it was coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does make me wonder, like, what happened between then and now? Nothing. 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 Like, they just didn't you get stick, You done. have to stick to your PR until you don't. I think that's what happens there. Like, it's just it, uh, until official word changes, you know. Like you gotta go with what you've said publicly. I mean, they were very cagey about an actual date for that yeah. game anyway. Like we knew that. Well, remember there was that one trailer that like had all these small release dates at the bottom, and everybody right. and none of them ended up being right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like none of them, especially now that everything's been delayed. Um, I think why this hurts especially is because what I said when we started discussing the topic, there's not a lot else for PS5. No, in terms of like only on PS5, you don't you don't have much beyond like Deathloop and Kena right now yeah um i mean this I, mean, I obviously the fantasy team thing is disappointed it, it, it bugs me because high horizon was my favorite game of 2017 is one of my favorite games on ps4 and i'd love to play the new one sooner but i would rather play the new one in february or whatever when it's you know more polished and you know we don't want another cyberpunk yeah so i mean this is the right move like i you know in terms of like putting out a quality product like that's always the right choice yep uh, and then you brought up also Kena, Kena, whatever it's called, also delayed. Not yeah, I can't. Very... I can't wait to play that and find out what they actually, how they actually pronounce it in the game. Like, it's... it was supposed to come out this month, and yeah. literally, like a few days before, as I was working on Dossier, the games of August 2021, they announced it is delayed by a month. Mm-hmm. Do you think this will be the last delay? I don't know. Like. I mean, I think it might probably be, you know, you're only going to delay it a month. It sounds like whatever the problem is is pretty minor. You would think. I could theoretically see them push it a little further to make it kind of a holiday exclusive game, you know, just to make it look like the schedule's filled out more. But at the same time, Sony doesn't seem to care too much. And also, who give, Who cares? Like, that system's selling faster than they can make it. Like, yeah. that's, it's not, a. it's clearly not hurting the console. That's the underlying point behind all this. Also this week, it was announced by Sony that PlayStation 5 is its fastest selling yeah. PlayStation ever. It's the fastest console they've ever released to 10 million sold. Yeah. It's, okay. Can we stop the whole consoles are going away thing yet? Yeah, can we I mean, stop trying to push that narrative like we have for three generations now? It's because it's they're not. Yeah, it's never. It's not. I mean, I don't about never. Not but never, it's but a like not. Away. Yeah, it's not in the <laughs> not in the cards for the next generation or the one after. Like I'm think. pretty confident we're getting a PlayStation Six at this point. Yeah, and it may take. I mean, like, this, like talk to me. Talk to me about PlayStation Eight. But that like I'm maybe then. I'm pretty confident we're going to have PlayStation Six and Seven. I do wonder though. Like I think that these consoles may last like ten years, Matt. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I certainly if they do like a pro refresh, I think a lot will depend on how long they continue to support PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot will depend on how long it takes for them to get the most out of yeah. this generation. Well, that's the thing is like because of some of the delays, because of some of the, the lag on these things, because of COVID and what how they impacted things. Like I can see right as the PlayStation Five sales sort of like dip to the point that you can find one in a store all of a sudden this huge the floodgates open and all this stuff that's been in development for so long comes out one after the other and all of a sudden 
there's a whole there's a whole fleet of new reasons to need a PS5, and it goes back into the stratosphere console sales wise again. Like this thing could just continue to sell until Sony, you know, can just kind of Nintendo style, you know, just sort of sit back and be like, well. I guess we don't need to put a new one out until people stop frenzying over the, the current one, right? Yeah. Like, it's crazy, Matt. What are people buying it for? Because it's the thing. So I have a brother-in-law who... It's the thing. It is the thing. You're right. I have a brother-in-law who's been trying to get one, and he just gave up, and he bought an SSD for his PS4 Pro. Wow. <laughs> he's yeah. just, and he says, he's like, honestly... He's like, I load in with everybody who has a PS5. I'm right there with them. My loading times are basically mm-hmm. zero on my PS4 Pro now. He's like, it still works in 4K. He's like, playing most of the, the games that are straddling the generation look basically oh, the yeah. same on his PS4 Pro. And he's like, I'm good. He's like, I'm not going to buy a PS5 now until I can just walk into a store and get one. I, mean, I don't know how fair. many people are like him at this point. I mean, a lot of the people who are like him have not seen what... Miles Morales looks like on a 4K TV on a PS5. That's true. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a difference. Or Demon Souls. Or, or Demon Souls. Or or Ratchet. Or, yeah, you know, I, I mean, mean it's it, a huge it, step up it is, for sure. For but sure. For his but purposes, it's it's not like they're not going to be there when the time comes. Yeah, they are going to be. I just I'm curious if like a lot of people are buying this thing and they're like, now what? Because <laughs> I mean, it's all there's still a lot to play one way or the other. But like you know, especially if you don't have a Series X or something, if this is your one next gen platform. There's tons of stuff to play. It's just available on other platforms, too, for the yeah. most part. But that doesn't matter if this is your next-gen platform right now. Matt, what would you advise people to do? Would you advise somebody to keep on the hunt for a PS5, or would you tell them to maybe pick up a PS4 Pro for cheap and just sit on it and ride that for... No, I definitely... If you want one, get find one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think spending that kind of money on a PS4 Pro is, is a wise thing when you're just going to have to get a PS5. I'd agree. Like, my brother-in-law already had a PS4 Pro. Yeah, so you already go have buy one, one, fine. So but... what about instead of hunting down a PS... Uh, five, you do what my brother-in-law did, and you get an SSD for your Pro. Uh, having, ha- I do have an SSD for my Pro, and oh, I, you do, do. I do not find that to be a... I don't agree with him. Okay. You don't find it comparable, then? No. Okay. Interesting. Like, it might, you know, if that's good enough for him, fine, but, like, it's, I, it's you know, my brother-in-law finds PS5s pretty commonly, and, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't spend his whole day doing it. Like, he just, you know, he knows when to look, knows, thir- you know, Thursday morning stuff drops on Target or whatever, and he finds stuff, and... He's like, I got one. If you need one, I'm saying, no, I'm good. He could, he, he could, he could basically run a small business at this point if he wanted to track it down. If he Pete. wanted to, yeah. He, like he's, uh, I mean, he's very good at it. But like, um, and he's using a lot of the same tracking like tools as like the scalpers do. But he's he's doing what you call what's called Robin Hooding, where he he gets them, steals from the rich, and gives to the poor. Kind of, I mean, he gets them and then he sells them for retail uh, and whatever it might cost him for shipping, uh, you know, for no profit. Like he, he makes no money off of them. He just he he just hates scalping and has some free time and is good at that. So he's decided he's going to get as many as he can and sell them to people for no added cost. Okay. So that's what he's doing. Um, but if he can do it, anyone you know you can do it too. It's it's it's, it's possible. It's just yeah you gotta you gotta focus on it. And it's harder for a PS5 than a series. I mean, series X's are. You know you got like a fifteen minute window when Series X's come in for mm-hmm. uh, you know for for order. Yeah. For PlayStation 5, still, you sometimes have a 15-second window. Yeah, they're, they're so, gone immediately, pretty yeah. much. Um, Matt, so we know stuff that isn't coming this year, because we talked about things that have been delayed out of the year, like Horizon, which mm-hmm. would have been probably the biggest PS5 game of 2021. Ratchet may have a word. 
Um, but I yeah. think for for the typical PlayStation audience, which skews a little older, I have a feeling Horizon probably would have outsold it this year, mm-hmm. even with a smaller window for sales before the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's got uh, a wider mass audience appeal in a weird way. Yeah. It's, so it's to, just the kind of game that sells now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and so we have to start turning our attention to, okay, well, what are we getting instead of focusing Ghost on what of Tsushima. That's true. That's coming this month. Yeah. And we'll I mean, I am excited for that, but obviously it doesn't really count the yeah. same way because it's a, you know, just a update. I mean, I am excited that the expansion is apparently the size of that first island. In the, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's, like, that's it's huge. Like yeah. that makes the price make a little more sense. Yeah, yeah I agree. Once I heard, learned about that, I was like, okay, that makes a little more sense what they're asking for the upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that, and that's coming this month in just a couple weeks. And we'll obviously talk about that here on Game Face when it comes out or maybe a little bit before. Um <clears throat> but other sort of new games that are coming out, oddly enough, what has turned into the biggest one, Matt, is Deathloop. Mm-hmm. So this is a PS5 exclusive. This is not coming to PS4. It is coming to PC, but it has a year's exclusivity on PlayStation 5. This is typically... So is it not coming to PC until a year later, or do you mean just console exclusivity? No, it's not coming to PC until a year later. Mm. Yeah. It's, so it's only going to be available for PlayStation for a year. This is not typically the game that you would be like oh mm-hmm. big console exclusive in fact it doesn't look like it's a ps5 no. exclusive at all it looks like it's a yeah, ps4 it's on, it's on pc at launch oh it is yeah it's just console exclusive oh i just read a story that said it's a it has a year as exclusive it's on... a year exclusive console yeah so, oh. so i'm not gonna go to xbox for a year hmm vincent you might want to check on that man because i literally just looked this that up would this be morning. not going to pc would be a very weird deal to strike but then Sony is paying attention to PC now. I don't know. Yeah. Andy T. Monahan makes a good point. GTA Five is going to be the big PS5 game of the fall. The I GTA, mean, the, the PS5 version of GTA I mean, the 5. one that'll sell the most? Yeah. Sure. It Will it, though? Yeah. You think people are going to buy it again, Matt? I think it's going to be the number one selling PS5 game for the year. Wow. More, no, Call I of can't Duty be. will outsell it easily. What? I think Call of Duty will outsell it. I don't know. Because it's only it's only for PS5, and there's only going to be, what, maybe 20 million consoles out by the end of the year? They're at 10 now. On PS5, I think it's going to be the top PS5 seller. Really? Yeah. More than Call of Duty? On the, on the system? Yeah. Wow. I mean, obviously, Call of Duty will sell more total because they're on everything. But yeah. if you just take PS5 sales, I think GTA V is going to outsell Call of Duty. Um, I can't explain to you why, but I do think that is what's going to happen, just because that's just what GTA V does. Hmm. I don't know why. Uh, I'm wondering if Vincent checked in on that. Um, well, says the same day. I, it's crazy how much bad reporting there is out there, Matt. Mm. I literally just read a story this morning saying that it did not come to PC until a year later. Hmm. I'll have to remember not to use that source again because um, they gave me bad information. But so according to Vincent, it is launching day and date on PC. So that's not even a PS5 exclusive, really. Um, just because you can't play it on PS4. Right. <laughs> It's a limited console. I mean, it's a console exclusive. That's pretty much what things mean these days. Yeah. But this is what we're trying to hang our hat on, is my point, for I mean, PlayStation not, 5. I, just, I, I'm not even putting my hat near that. I the, don't care about that. I mean, so, I, I, yeah, I, I do. I think it looks cool, but it's not a system seller. It's not going to convince no. people to... But do you need one at this point? Because people are just buying no, you PS5 don't need a, just Yeah, because. the system sells just fine. Like, yeah. Like, that's not a concern right now. And then another game that maybe will come out this year, Little Devil Inside. All right, that thing. That game has been in development for, like, almost eight years now. Yeah, we haven't seen it in a while. No, not since this, since the debut. And I was impressed by this, what they showed at the PS5 debut. But we haven't seen seen anything since. All that's happened, really, was there was the big controversy 
over one of the enemies in the game. Oh yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah. And last I heard, they have they they were going to address that, but they haven't even given any news since that. Like that's the last right. news we got that they were going to change those enemies. And then we didn't see. And then that's it. Yeah. So who knows what's happening? With I think this. this game does look interesting, but at this point, its chances of coming out in 2020. Yeah, I don't. I don't are expect slim this to year. none. No, I don't expect it this year. So Matt, have we reached a place with the PlayStation Five where it doesn't matter what games it has? Uh, we seem to. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of games. If you haven't played anything on PS5 yet, like there's still there's a lot to play. Well, I mean, there's Demon Souls and Ratchet, and tons of other things. Like, if even if you're just replaying Spider-Man to see what it looks like on the new system, which I did, you know, like mm-hmm. I did, replaying your older stuff that your favorite older stuff again, like play God of War again in 60 frames a second, like it's great. Yeah, like, it, I, is. it I, does make a difference. I played yeah. Horizon again. Like, just, I didn't mean to, but I did. You know, like. It's uh, it happens. It's 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 a fu- it's fun to see. That, you know, that's one of the nice things about the backwards compatibility and the support for the next gen patching is like, it's like it's like these old favorites are like kind of new again a little bit. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Like, it was funny. I was. Watching. Is it a reason to drop five hundred dollars on a console? No, but it helps. You know? Yeah, it's funny how standards are different between console gamers and PC players because I was watching Jack Frags play the Halo Infinite technical test. Mm-hmm. And it's locked at 60 frames per second on PC, and he was just raging about it. Oh, yeah. He's just like, this feels so slow and so sluggish. I'm like, bro, we used to, we would kill for 60 frames a I second. I mean, back Overwatch in the players day. play at 144. You know? Yeah, like, it's pretty nuts. I remember I, remember I gave uh, my girlfriend the uh, my gaming laptop so she could play Overwatch on vacation, and she's like, yeah, I didn't really play it because I could only get it to run at like 60. Yeah. I'm like, what did you want it to run at? Like 140? I'm like, oh, God. Like, okay. Like, this is a world I am not It's a different standard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but you're right. Like, playing God of War at that frame rate feels like night and day oh, yeah. difference. And it already felt great before, but now it feels even better. Uh, and it is an amazing game worth playing more than once sure. as well. Um, do you think Xbox could get away with this, though, Matt? Well, no, because I don't think they have the same kind of library of exclusives. But at the same time, they do have a more robust backwards compatible. You know what I played this week? Ninja Gaiden Two. Yeah. From the 360, not the remaster, because the remaster one sucks. Mm-hmm. The uh, it's the it's the stupid PS3 one with all the gore removed. Right. So I played the backwards compatible 360 version. And it's great. It's the only way to play that game correctly now. Yeah. Like there's the only you want to play the real Ninja Gaiden Two, you have to play it backwards compatible on Xbox One. That's crazy. Because it runs well now. Like, that's the thing. Is like, those sta- that stairs And that thing, matters a lot. It runs yeah, fine. It, it doesn't chug down, like, 15 frames a second anymore. It's great. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that chug helped you in that game. Oh, it did. Yeah, it, it was a... I mean, it's like it's like those old shoot-em-ups where it's just like... It's like, yeah, it, scro- it slows down when the boss does that big attack, but you need it to slow down when that... But- it's funny. It's like emulating old arcade games and stuff like that, like those like Raiden and those those like scrolling uh-huh. shooters where it's like when all like, the bullets like, show up. On yeah, screen. when the bullet hell thing, and it's like, oh, you you needed that. Like they designed that with that in mind. <laughs> it okay. helps you maneuver through yeah. like the bullets. And you do it at full speed, and it's just like, oh, mm, yeah, we're all dead. Yeah, I, I do feel like right now PlayStation and Xbox are kind of playing by separate rules. A little bit, yeah. Because series is still selling, but very they are well. both kind of coasting here. Yeah. a little bit, you know, like. It's not like it's been a smorgasbord of software no. for Xbox. Like when series. you sit back, I've even seen stuff on Twitter and like various forums where it's like if people are saying like, "Hey, if you were had to list like the top five biggest releases of 2021 so far, what would you be, they be?" Yeah, and like people disagree. They have a lot of different ideas. It kind of depends what you like the most. Like mm-hmm. people generally agree that like you know Ratchet. Um, Ratchet, you know, <laughs> like, it's about yeah. it. Like, yeah. I mean, I and like, I would consider Metroid Dread to be a big one, a possible coming yeah. up. Yeah, but like, 
some people wouldn't because yeah, they don't care about 2D that. It's two D, and they it's just a don't Switch care game, about Metroid or like, it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not one of the big three met, uh, Nintendo con- franchises for them, so they don't consider it a major release in the same way as like a Pokemon, or a, you know, whereas I keep forgetting there's a Pokemon game coming out this year. You yeah, know, like um, it's if uh, it does. Yeah, I think oh the the remakes will yeah for sure because uh, they're easy. Obviously, Arceus is. God next knows year. when that's coming that's out. That's next year. I'm sure. That's you think it'll make year. it next yeah, year? Yeah, you don't put those out that close to to the remakes. No, no, I understand that. I'm just saying. Do you think it'll be done in time for next year? Oh it's yeah, I, I think it'll. I think it'll be early next year. I think first mm. half of next year for our case. They didn't show it at E3. They didn't show much at E3. That's true. They didn't even show Pokemon at E3. That's like, true. Yeah. Pokemon seems to have their own verve these days. Pokemon Company will do its own directs. Thank you very much. Yeah. I feel like we've seen kind of a change. I do not remember another console that got by like this since maybe the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. But people were buying that for it to be their DVD yeah, player. Yeah, kind of, it was a multimedia And like, the first purchase. console really to do that. Yeah. And so it was it was a thing. Like, the, the launch lineup for PS2 was pretty terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, like as I recall, uh, certainly for the early part of the PS2's life, the most commonly purchased software to go with it was the Matrix. Right. Yeah. People, you bought that. You bought the the DVD. And I did that. I got the Matrix DVD with my PS2. That's pretty funny to think about. Um, Long term implications of this rough first year, first full year. Do you think there will be any? Nothing. Me either. I mean, if the systems weren't selling well, that would be different. But they're selling faster than they can make them. Yeah. And people seem pretty happy overall. Yeah. like I'm, you know, obviously we have a problem where we don't have something to talk about every week about yeah. in terms of new releases. But if I yep. was just sitting back playing whatever I wanted to play, I'd be pretty happy right now. Yeah, I am pretty happy right now in terms of that. You know, I, you know, I'm I played through Ninja Gaiden two and I was happy with that. I enjoyed it. I I played it on this system that runs it better than I've ever played it before. So yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. Is you know I try not to think about the the cost benefit ratio there, but eventually I will play, you know, I'll play Forza Horizon when that comes out and I'll be happy I have a Series X to do that with. You know, it's, it's, uh, you I feel know. like Xbox is getting by because of Game Pass. It helps. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For because sure. it, you're right. Microsoft hasn't exactly released a ton of software for a series either. No, but um, there's always something to but do. But people aren't complaining, right? No. There's always something to do. Because Whereas on PS5, Pass. people are complaining. And it's always sort of a nice little, sh- you know, like I was, I was already interested in the Ascent you know, which we'll talk about later. But, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to try this. I wonder which, wonder which platform I should get it on. And I saw it was on Game Pass. And it was like this little, brainer. Sh- little shot of serotonin. <laughs> and it's like, oh, cool. I don't even have to pay for that. I just play it. I just do that. It's already set for me. All I have to do is install yeah, it. Like, brain releases that little squirt yeah, of like, serotonin. Yeah, a little, little bit of dopamine <laughs> yeah. out of there. It's just like, you know, it's, and it's like, how can you not, like, have a fondness for that console when it does that all the time? Yeah, you yeah know, like, true. It's, a, it's kind of a dirty trick, but it works. It works. It works on me. Uh, as I said, when we started discussing this topic, my series is my daily driver now. Yeah. I turned on my PS5 last <laughs> yeah. night. You know what I installed? For the first time yeah. since I finished, basically finished for good, mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. I mean, I've had the PS5 on to play uh, Great Ace Attorney because that's uh, okay. I got that on. You got it on PlayStation. And I, I showed a friend uh, Disco Elysium. Um, which, again, for me, one of the biggest releases of the year. Yeah, yeah. Which is saying something about the year it is you know, yeah. but i mean I, I love 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 that game but it is just kind of a final cut re-release of a game that's two years old that very few people care about other than me in terms of, i mean it's basically a story you're yeah. being told it's brilliant like it's it's brilliant and one of the most like uncomfortably honest games i've ever played <laughs> in terms of like the weird ways we argue with ourselves yeah. but like it's not it's not like a it's not horizon yeah right okay 
Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, but like in terms of just like turning things on and like kind of daily like you know gaming whatever. That's the Xbox. You know, what I installed last night Saints Row Four. Just why not? <laughs> why not do that again? I could give you a couple reasons why not. <laughs> oh, I love Saints Row Four. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, it's my favorite one. I mean, I could probably agree with that. Um, I, I have a tendency with that franchise to play it for like eight hours. And I, I have go in played, and fiddle around with it for a while, and then I stop. I have played all the same, except for the first one. I've played Saints Row 2, 3, and 4 three times each. Wow. You I, may be the biggest fan of Saints Row. <laughs> I am not. Believe me, Saints Row has a very dedicated fan base. But uh, I have played those games many, numerous times. Interesting. I, I, love the, I love the Saints Row I was games, not aware of that. And I love that they get better. They love that how they get weirder as you go. The one there is one, however, I've never like fully completed, and that's Gat Out of Hell. Okay, um, because I don't like Johnny Gat as a character oh. very much. Well, that makes sense. I, one of the big mysteries of Saints Row for me, and I sometimes I wonder if it's a running gag, is that everyone loves Johnny Gat and constantly talks about how awesome he is. And I'm like, he's nothing. Like he is such a stupid character. Like <laughs> the fact that everybody loves him so much is is is, is it's an indictment so, on society. So weird that it's <laughs> almost annoying to me. And like part of it is I'm like, is that the joke? Right. Is the joke that he's an obnoxious dipshit like, and everybody lo- Yeah. yeah it's, it's like it's like a commentary on like how like everybody like the popular guy is like always the biggest asshole kind of thing. I'm like maybe like with that series <laughs> it might be like but then yeah, it's it's, so, it's but that's yeah. the kind of thing I like about Saints Row is like it makes me think about stuff like that and on the surface it looks like it's just this big dumb explosion of a nonsense game that's like trying to ride GTA's coattails but it's it's more than that and it's too bad that Agents of Mayhem seems to have sunk the IP for good. I, I, uh, let's take a look at chat and see what they're saying about this. Um, as I said a few episodes ago, we want to get you guys involved in the actual show a little more. So let's do that. Um, Nox Aeternitatis. PS5 has been best six months for a PlayStation. Other gens had nothing. Hmm. There have been a lot of... What were the first six months of, of PS3 releases? Oh, gosh. Can you even remember that? I no. can't. Like they, you know, the launch had like Resistance and that terrible Gundam game. I ended up having to right. review. Um, <laughs> yeah, I the, and then nothing. You know, the first half years of of systems tend to be nothing after the launch. Like they front load that stuff, and then you get nothing for until the end of the next year. Yep. Uh, Cinetag, biggest revelation for me with Game Pass on PC, never had an Xbox, is to discover and enjoy multiple games I normally would be skeptical to buy. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it's a great sampler. Yeah. I mean that's why we do and I game pass to, or fail. And like you know maybe I'm in a, I'm a fringe case, but it has converted me to purchasing some stuff that I like. Like like I I bought Spirit Fair because I got it on Game Pass and fell in love with it. I'm like I'm gonna, I want to support this game and buy it. Mm-hmm. So I did, um, and that and, you know so it, job well done on that one, Microsoft. You got so so it's they, working to some extent. Yeah, they paid they paid the developer to put it on Game Pass and then I paid the developer because I like the game so much I wanted it in case it ever leaves Game Pass. Yeah. You know, like that's 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 I have hook line and sinker on a couple of these things. Yeah. It is a great sampler. And I think that's why I use my Series X all the time because it's yeah. like this week there's nothing to play. So you're like, oh, I'll just, poke, yeah, I'll scroll poke through the game, game pass, pass and, and it's like, what's I don't know what that is. I'll try that. Yeah. Even if you hate it, it's like, who cares? Like, and it's buoyed it for its first year, and it's not going to stop. No, it's going to continue to buoy series consoles for yeah. ever. Probably. And I'm still, you know, I'm looking there, thinking like, I can, you know, do I buy Forza Horizon Five? Yeah. Like, do I do I value the extra stuff that much? Not not really. No. 
I don't get into any of that stuff. Like, I just play the freaking game. Like, I like some I of the cars about, you get through yeah. some of the expansion pack yeah. things, but it's like you can just get this for like a dollar ninety nine separately if you and have I mean, to go all in. And I mean, you know, you're gonna find things. a car you're gonna like in the game anyway. I'm like, probably just gonna drive the car I own, right? Like most of the time, you know. <laughs> That's what I always do too. I always drive the car that I actually yeah. own. And eventually, I got to upgrade to like the exotic when stuff you can't to compete be competitive. Yeah, yeah, but like. By that point, you've won, like, 14 Ferraris and, like, the yeah. various race wheel things when you level up. And, like, who, needs, need who needs the DLC at yep. that point? Yep. Uh, okay, so anyway, that's the latest on the PlayStation 5. I I mean, I know you said that you would tell people to get it. Like, I would tell people to not kill themselves to get right. it. Oh, yeah. I, would, I mean, but if you can, you know. Yeah, if one falls into your lap, why not? Simple strategies are just like, you know, check every Thursday morning at Target. Like, they tend to get stuff or drop on the Best Buy, at least around here, gets a a drop Tuesday mornings usually. Yep. Um, You know, just, just, you know, check. Don't don't make it your life, but, like, poke in. Maybe you get lucky. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about... Annapurna Interactive. And you're probably sitting there saying, what the hell is Annapurna Interactive? Well, they are an indie publisher, although I would argue at this point they're kind of skirting the line between indie and, like, double A at this point. Um, Another game that I was kind of excited for that was supposed to be a PS5 exclusive is a game called Stray. Mm. It is a game where you play as a cat. And we got the original trailer for it, we were kind of confused. We were like, what is this game? Is it just like this an adventure game where you just play as this cat that wanders around? Yeah, I mean, we knew it was, a, it was your cat wandering around a dystopia kind right. of thing. But we didn't know exactly, like, how is it going to play? How is it going to work? This week, Annapurna, and I hadn't realized that it was still coming, kind of did its big E3 press conference. And it showed the first gameplay of Stray. Mm-hmm. And Matt, this game blows my mind. Have you watched this yet? Yeah, um, I so I like because because the thing like the uh, people I saw people talking about is like how like the cat like teams up with a robot and puts on like a robo vest and talks to me. Like I knew that about this game already, huh. and I don't know why. I, I didn't understand why that was news to people because I knew that's what this was. About. I, it was news to me. I was not um, aware of that. I at mean, all. obviously, I didn't see footage of, it, but I definitely knew like, as soon as the robot popped. I'm like, oh, that's right, because the cat puts a robot on and that's how you talk to people and stuff. Yeah, it's like, like I little, knew that was what was. It? Maybe I read an interview or something. It's like a little something. translator. I would also like to point out that our new lower thirds are showing their strength right now yeah, because you, the you cat, wouldn't be able to see the cat. You would not be able to see the cat with our old lower. Thirds. So. Now, I will say this, like, I am a little concerned about this game in the sense that it is absolutely going to be sad at some point. They can't kill the cat. They not kill the cat, but I bet they'll kill other cats. I bet they'll do other, like, sad things. I bet the robot dies at the end or something. Like, th- this thing is... Better the th- robot than the cat. This thing is designed <laughs> to break your heart. I'm, I promise you. Like, this is some Shadow of the Colossus uh, uh, Last Guardian shit. Matt, the animation in this game is, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, how do you think they put a cat in a mocap studio with little balls on him and let him run around? I, I bet they did some of that, yeah. Yeah, and I bet, you know, the other thing, and, you know, the old Disney style, uh, you, you know, you take footage and you can rotoscope it if you want, or you just ca- have cats in the office. Like, there's nothing better than animating from life. <laughs> yeah, and like, seeing you just, them. You know, you, you have everybody encourage, you know, having office cats. I mean, obviously, if you maybe if you work in this game, you couldn't uh, be, be allergic, but like, <laughs> or maybe you have like a little cat room uh-huh. you can go in and like sketch things or, you know, it's... it's there's a lot of ways you can do that. I mean, artists are very talented people. They are. That's why they're artists. But this takes it to another level, man. Like, yeah. that cat acts so real. 
And then there's all these just kind of tertiary things that it does. Like it just randomly walks up to humans and will like brush their legs and like will preen. It can lay down and go to sleep just like a cat. Like this game went from, hmm, that seems interesting to like way up on my radar after. And it's only a five minute demo. And look, you can scratch the couch. Stop. <laughs> exactly. Stop. Um, this game looks awesome. And as Matt mentioned, you get that little device that straps onto the cat. And it basically allows the cat to talk to everybody. It, like, translates, like, the cat language. Like, Which you'd think would have been a bigger societal event <laughs> in a way. Yeah, I was like, Maybe that's what brought about the apocalypse, Matt, talking hey. cat. Being able to talk to, I mean, there is the graffiti that says like "rip humans," right? Like, maybe, maybe that's like part of it. You like, think the cats can write graffiti? Maybe <laughs> with no opposable thumbs. Yeah, Mark, Mark Echo's getting up gets the stealth sequel it deserves. Yeah. And then, like, there's combat in the game too. There's well, a driving sequence. There. There's, there's, like, the little thing on his back will like. I don't know if it shocks. Like yeah, it the, looks like it has like an EMP or a zap thing. Yeah, some it, kind yeah. of a zap feature. And like it's the cat versus the rats. Like mm-hmm. it this this is one of the most interesting games I've seen in a really, really long time. Like I had no idea how they would make a game where you play as a cat interesting. Because generally cats just like lay around. They sleep like eighteen out of the hours out of each day. They don't do a whole lot. Um, but, yeah, th- there's, like, that ultraviolet mm-hmm. thing that the cat has. And then you're saving the robots from the rats. To, it's just – it's bizarre, but awesomely bizarre. Um, and then here's so here's the caveat. They show this game. It looks absolutely awesome. I'm like, oh, my God, it's supposed to come out this year. And they're like, oh, no, it's not. It was delayed. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming until next year now. Um, so that was another supposed to be a console exclusive for PlayStation 5 that no longer is a console – exclusive for is no longer coming out this year that's another game that was on the docket that was shown at the initial ps5 uh, debut that's Mm -hmm. not going to make it in its first year um man it just seems like playstation had none of its ducks in a row they are apparently making the the backpacks like for for real cats you're gonna be able to put up have a real cat (laughs) backpack for your cat that is so awesome my cats are not going to accept that that's not no. Um, that's the, Dude, I haven't had a cat since mine died, and it just devastated me, and I never wanted to get another one. So I haven't got one, but my cat, you could not put anything on that cat. Yeah. It would lose its mind. Yeah, I, I mean, mine, I think Rampage would just sort of fall over yeah. and, like, refuse to move. Luna would would roll until she either got it off or, like, hit a wall. Uh-huh. Uh, and Ozel, my old cat that's, that died, like, she... Um, I put harnesses on. I tried to like take her outside and like take her out to see, you know, and she and and if I took her outside in the harness, she'd just fall over <laughs> and wouldn't move. She'd just be like, like it was like it was like a like a, like a I don't know like a hedgehog playing dead or something. It was like it was, and, and like and I could drag her around like she and she just wouldn't move. And so I just would take her back in and take the thing off. Like yeah, some cats do like to walk around and have a harness and see things. And yeah. look around, but like I have never had a cat that wanted to be have anything to do with any of that. I put a leash on the cat I was talking about once before, and I picked her up and, like, carried her out, and then I got her outside, and I put her down on the ground, and I started walking, and I just started dragging her along yep. the sidewalk. Yep. Like, she did. She was not no. having it, man. And you're, just like, you're just like, oh, the fur is never going to be clean if I keep doing this, you know? Like, <laughs> Cats are a trip. And that's why I'm really excited for this game, like, because it appears that they've managed to encapsulate that mm-hmm. into a game. Like, the personality of the cat, I was like, it's just... It's one of the coolest things I've seen so far for this gen. 
Oh, yeah. this, uh, this new gen. Like, and I never dreamed that I would think that a yeah. game about a cat would be that. Like, this game has always been pretty high on my radar. I thought yep. we were going to get something special out of it. It so. looks like we're getting it. And if they want to keep delaying I must it. have read interviews when, uh, that E3. Yeah, you must have. Because, because, like, otherwise, I don't... Because like, everybody else was like, what? Everyone else seemed very surprised by a lot of this. <laughs> I'm just like, no, nah, it's a dystopian world with, like, robot people. And you get a little robot that lets you talk to things. Like, because I knew people that. people don't read anymore, Matt. I guess. <laughs> If it's not in a video, people don't know about it. That's just kind of how it is. It's not a movie made about it. It's not worth knowing with you people, is it? (laughs) So that's a big game coming from uh, Annapurna. And then they actually have, like, a lot of big stuff. We've talked about this game before, but Matt and I are both excited for Solar Ash. Mm -hmm. They showed a bunch. uh, What's that sequel? Oh, um, you asked me too The Zelda game with the weird name. Brave uh, fence, brave, brave fencer Musashi. No, it's, it's like that, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, this game looks awesome Hyper too. Hyperlight Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, this game looks awesome too. If you liked Hyperlight Drifter, this is a little different. Yeah, but it's the same universe. I believe. It is, and they also said during the presentation that their number one focus for the entire game is traversal, um, mm. which was a big part of Hyperlight Drifter yep. and is a big part of the DNA of this studio that makes these games. What are they called? It's not a Sobe, is it? No, Asobi makes the Astrobot games. Yeah, I don't remember who makes these. Yeah, but um, I bet Vincent will say. In a yeah, second. I'm sure he'll get in the chat and let us know. Um, but this game looks awesome. What they showed of the game looks awesome um, at the event. So that's just one of them. Um, says it's a PC exclusive or a PS Sony PC Sony and PC exclusive for the fall. And this was um, this is also on my fantasy team, by the way. Right. Um, and so hopefully it does make it. Heart Machine. That's right. Heart Machine. I knew they had a weird name. Yeah. And so so hopefully it does actually make it. Um, it's always interesting Alpha when you're machine. not sure which is the developer name, which is the game name. Yeah. <laughs> like if Heart Machine was a game made by a development team called Solar Ash, I'd believe that too. I totally believe it. <laughs> that's true. Um, so it has that game. It has Stray. It has this game coming before the end of the year. It also has another game that I've been tracking called 12 Minutes, mm-hmm. which is a... It pops up every couple of E3s. And it <laughs> does, but it's finally it's coming out this month. Mm. Um, it is a point-and-click adventure game that seems to take place in one room. Yeah. It follows a husband and a wife reliving the same, tw- same 12 minutes of their lives over and over again. Um it stars Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. and a bunch of big time actors are yeah, lending their it's a, talents it's a, to this. It's a big, big deal experimental thing, basically. Yeah, and as you said, it has been in development for a long, long time. Um, and I don't know why, because it seems like it's a very simple game. I don't think it's simple at all. Really? No, 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 no. Where do you no. think the complexity is coming from? Thousands of possible all, all the permutations and combinations. Yeah, like every single thing you do in this can change everything, and it all trickles down. It's all, yeah, it's 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 just the 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 story branch chart for this game must be the size of a whale because um, the crux this of is it like, is this the is police like those... show up at your door yeah and then once the cop shows up at your door that's the point where it starts reliving it yeah. over and over again and the uh you know it, this is sort of like uh an advanced version of like those like dinner date games that were popular in the mid 2000s oh, yeah. remember when like yeah you sort of like do whatever you want we used to do that in the in the game lab at g4 like ryan stevens would play that a lot and just like find see how fast he could make them the because it, it was called like it was like a dinner party or something you basically went over to this couple's place and like you could interact with them however you want wanted and like 
if you made said the wrong things, they just kick you out of the apartment. And Ryan Stevens used to try to see how fast he could get kicked out. And I think his record was that they wouldn't even they didn't let, let him in the door. He said something really obscene like, as soon as he op- they opened the door, and they're like, "Maybe you should leave and just close the door." So his record was like five seconds or something, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that kind of thing. But this is like way, way more advanced. This is like trying to present that in terms of a sto- this is trying to present that in terms of a dramatic story presentation, whereas the previous games of that nature were sort of like just sort of toys. Yep. Um, and so those are kind of the big games coming from Annapurna in the near future. There's another one called The Artful Escape. And then they announced another game that's kind of this weird, like, build-your-own-story game. Did mm. you see that one? Did you watch mm. this at all, like, their no. whole presentation? I saw the Stray stuff because it popped up on Sifted later, but I didn't realize they actually did a Yeah, they did, like, a whole, like, E3, like, direct-type deal. Yeah, that uh, that never got around to my uh, Twitter feed. You might want to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would argue, though, that this is... not like I don't follow game people. Yeah. No one... (laughs) Yeah. I would argue that uh, Annapurna, though, is one of the rising indie developers. Um, They seem to have a keen eye for interesting projects, or it seems to have a keen eye for interesting projects. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of uh, just, like, here's another 2D platformer, here's another side-scrolling shooter stuff coming from this this publisher. Uh, And it also appears that they're willing to dedicate a big budget to a game, like with Stray... Um, so it's certainly a publisher to keep an eye on as you go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and keeping in mind on Sifted, you can always check out publishers. We have publisher pages. Uh, so if you go like to the game page for Stray, it'll list the publisher there, Annapurna. If you click on that, it'll take you to a list of all Annapurna's games. So you can do that for any publisher or any developer um, at Sifted.net. Again, stuff that Sifted does that other sites don't do. Um, so anyway... Annapurna should be on your radar. Anytime you see a new game from them, you should probably at least check out the first trailer to see if it's something that might interest you because they are really starting to crank out some interesting, interesting stuff. At least stuff that's impressing me anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. We're going to talk about the only game worth playing this week. <laughs> really the only game worth playing this I week. I mean, I would say it was also worth playing The Forgotten City, but it was hard to justify 30 bucks for a Skyrim mod. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, especially because I've played the mod of it before, so I don't know how different this is. Clearly, it's not in the Elder Scrolls universe anymore because it's mm-hmm. its own game. But uh, I am curious about it, but I didn't want to throw 30 bucks. If it had been on Game Pass, we'd be talking about it right now. But, like, 30 bucks for that seemed a little steep to me. Yep. A lot of people were disappointed in Cyberpunk 2077. This is a cyberpunk game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not... A th- well, it is 3D. It's modeled yeah. in 3D. It's Unreal it, Engine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's set from an isometric perspective, mm-hmm. like, across the top. Um, but it is really like a twin-stick shooter. Yeah, it's a twin-stick shooter action RPG dungeon crawler. Yep, and the setup is you are in a cyberpunk world. The mega corporation that has been running the world is going defunct. No really, no one really knows what's going on. They've mm-hmm. stopped sort of handling their responsibilities. And yeah, no one you're, can, in an, you're in an arcology, which is like a self-contained, basically a biome, self-contained biome of. city, mm-hmm. uh, like what you used to build in SimCity back yeah. in the day. And uh, basically the, the arcology defaults. And it means nobody's running it anymore. Yeah. Like, basically, it's gone bankrupt and no one's steering the, the ship anymore, so to speak. And the basically, the, cr- the criminal organizations, one of which you work for, decide to band together and save it so everyone doesn't die. Right. And you're kind of working for them to sort of figure out. And there's sort of a power struggle over that. And that's what you're caught in the middle of. Yep. And it is a twin stick shooter. Matt, the first thing that struck me about this game is that I was struggling to be accurate with the aiming. Do you have mm. any problems with it? No. 
Okay, that's uh, just me, I guess. Somewhat. I mean, to be fair, I mean, there is an automatic sort of uh, uh, the longer you hold the the auto fire down, you the less accurate you'll get. So you do need to use bursts a little bit. And then there is one of the skill when you go into the 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 the, the guy who modifies your body, like you spend skill points when you level up, uh, you can upgrade a skill that lets you be more accurate. So, oh, so I, yeah, I've leveled up a bunch of skills. So I have. So my accuracy thing is like ten or something. So now. does it just increase the auto aiming? It incre it it increases um, the speed at which your aim recenters when you take your finger off the trigger. Okay. So uh, it, so like whereas maybe it would take a couple seconds without any of that. Like now I can fly, fire full auto for like you know a few seconds and then just like take it off, fire again, and I'm back to full accuracy. Oh, okay. Like it's, it's uh, and the gun I'm using is is pretty accurate too. So like it's it's uh, it varies by weapon, but like upgrading that stat has definitely been my priority. Well, Matt, I would tell you that I would go back and do that, but I'm not because mm -hmm. I played this game for about two hours and I got tired of it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, you've played it much longer than I have. Yeah, I've played this for closer to six hours. Uh, even though I do agree with you that it, I mean, it does not evolve past about the two hour mark. Once you learn how everything works and get one of each, like type of item to equip mm -hmm. like you've got uh you've got weapons you've got grenades you've got uh active powers like like, uh, like supers kind of super, yeah like little, little abilities you can use uh to to help you out those um, are assigned to the shoulder, shoulder buttons. buttons and then you have past two passive augments yep. that are sort of you know i have one that gives me more health and one that like makes my like ability stuff recharge faster um and then you have obviously your loot, your your armor and stuff. But like that's about it. Like, and the loot and the armor stuff is pretty extensive as well. Yeah, there's a, and there's tons of weird stats, and you really got to choose what kind of damage you want to protect yourself from and what stats you want to upgrade. Like there's there's a lot here in terms of that. Um, and I do I have found certainly I'm for, far enough in the game that I am finding like I'm hitting a point where I have to change up my weapons and and armor and tactics if I run into the, a different kind of, kind of enemy. Like I started yep. running into. Uh, uh, robots, yep. and the st before that I'd been fighting humans and like these monsters, right? And I ran into robots, and I was not survive. I was not kill hurt killing them faster, so I had to switch up all my stuff and kind of, you know, be equip some stuff that you know I had really powerful armor, but I had to switch to stuff that protected against EMP and energy more because yeah. the physical damage was not a factor anymore. It's it's not an easy game. Um, mm -hmm. I did die a few times in the well, first couple hours. Well, here's the thing, like so. Like there's a weird, there's a weird thing here with where like, if you go into the quests, right? Like there's main quests and side quests. If you go into the side quests, it'll tell you what the recommended level is. The recommended level for a quest only refers to what level you would need to be to do the actual actions required to complete the quest. It does not take into account the areas you will have to go through to get to those things. So there's like a level two quest, a side quest I got the first time I got to the town hub. And I'm like, okay, level two. I'll do that before I progress the story because that's level two. I'm like level five. That's mm -hmm. great. I go to where I'm supposed to go and I can't get into that part of the world yet. Hmm. So I'm like, well, if it's level two, I get, and it's only because all I need to do is go talk to a guy and get a thing and bring it back. Right. But like I had to go through two more story missions before I could access that world, that area of the world. Or like another thing told me, Oh, it's like level four to do this or whatever. I'm like, go in. And after you do the part of the thing, suddenly the quest 
upgrades to like level 22 recommended because then you have to go into a much more dangerous area. I didn't realize that. I walked in, the guy one shot at me, and I'm like, what the hell was that? Like, so like the 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 recommended level stuff on the side quests, like, do not take into account where you're gonna end up going. Like, right. you might end up, like, sure, the level recommended might be like 10, but you might have to walk through an area with like level 25 guys to get to that part. So you're probably best off saving side quests until you just sort of come around to them. Now's a good time to bring up that there is no sprint in this game. Yeah, I have <laughs> I have rarely played a game that d- desperately needs a sprint button more than this. So like you just end up diving all over yeah, the you, place. You, you dodge roll everywhere, and you can only dodge roll three times where you recharge. Yep. You have to recharge a little bit. It's not too long. There yeah. is a skill that makes that recharge faster. Yeah. But that like, was one of the first things I upgraded. Right, but what I ended up doing was sort of like timing my rolls so I never quite ran out of roll. Right. But then, that, roll, but, but then that, that required too much concentration, so it became annoying to have to yeah. do that. The, the, she just needs to be able to move at least in areas with no combat I need to be able to move like double speed yeah. like there's so much traverse and eventually you do get fast travel you get like you get you can take a, tra- a hover train from the main areas to each of the main locations in the world and eventually you unlock the ability to take a cab like it costs like a thousand credits which is not much by that point in the game and you can go pretty much anywhere um, which is fine but like I just really need to be able to move a little. She moves just slow enough to be annoying. Yeah, you know, it's like it's, if she moved ten percent faster, I probably wouldn't be complaining about it right now. But it's just slow enough. That I'm just like, there has to be. Like early on, I kept pressing everything. I'm like, there must be a sprint button or somewhere, right? Nope. I'm like, nope. Just not. keep throwing grenades. I just and kept like, clicking yeah. the sticks. So yeah, it's exactly. Just a habit. Right. Because yeah. it's just like it's like, how does this not have a, a sprint? In? <laughs> um. But you know, so yeah, and like you know, the 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 gunplay is. I think the gunplay is fine. Like I enjoy the kind of the the, the shooting and stuff. It's okay. Um, uh, my main thing is like once you've seen sort of the base level, it's like a lot of these dungeon crawlers. It's all the same stuff you're, in terms of what you're doing. You're going to a thing, kill the thing, pick up the thing, activate the thing, go to the next thing. Like that's all it is. But the main thing, the the big draw on this game, the thing that's kept me playing longer than I probably would have played normally, is I think this thing is gorgeous. What you're seeing right now. Like, this might be the best visual realization of a cyberpunk world I have ever seen in uh, any Those are medium. big words coming from like, that, Kyle. The art direction, like, and it's not like the graphical tech is like amazing right yeah. now, but yeah. the art direction on this game is Legit. second to none. Yeah. Like the detail in the street, in the just a little, like the shops and the, the clutter on the, on the counters of the stores you're in, like the detail level, whoever did the art, I don't, I mean, this, this team is made up of a bunch of veterans of like some pretty big, big yeah. AAA Yep. companies like I will be bringing the art direction up on this game up for another 10 years Wow! like this like the, if we're still doing this in our mid 50s at the end of the decade <laughs> this will be on my nominee list for best art direction of the 2010s wow. I promise you this is this is so much better than anything cyberpunk 2077 did in terms of realizing this world and it's a different what's well, a different it's a deeper harder cyberpunk world in the sense that like look how it's, cluttered the world is it's though. far in the future there's aliens everywhere. There there? there's aliens everywhere it's it's a it's a you know it's a world that has space travel like inter, interplanetary space travel so it's it's not the the kind of the you know the few, you know five hours in the future thing that twenty Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is doing, but this is this is just astounding. And one of the reasons I keep playing this game is because I want to see what just happens see. next. Like, yeah. I want to see what is next in the environment. Like they keep showing me stuff that is just like fascinating to see how this city kind of works together in these like huge like high scope things. And 
I love it. I love it. I love all the visual stuff in this game to death. And like the worst thing is like the, the quests are boring and the and the, the characters are nothing like the story is the most like by the numbers cyberpunk nonsense you could possibly imagine. But whoever the, the people who did the visuals and design like I would put concept art of this game on my wall. Like I love the look of this game. Like in a way that I I mean, it's basically this and Ratchet are up there for my favorite graphics of the year. I do I mean, there's a little bit of cheating going on because, you know, the camera's fixed. You can't go into a first-person camera and kind of look at the details in the game. And yeah, but I don't, like that. I don't consider that cheating at all. It's, it, also, it does have, like, cutscenes where they pull the camera down and, and do stuff. Like, there's some detail in there when they need it to be. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the Unreal Engine. There's, you know, it can do it. I'm just wondering if, like, the character models that they know are going to be in cinematics they add more detail to and then the rest of the people if you actually zoomed in on them if they were really well, that's true of every video game ever made so yeah but other games that allow you to look up close at everything all the time you know that, that stuff is typically modeled a little bit i don't know it, the bottom line is it looks gorgeous yeah. that's really what matters and you're right it is a beautiful game um but i just got tired of playing it matt yeah I mean, I I agree. I mean, and look, I don't think you're the only one because the last story-based achievement I unlocked, 4.2% of players had unlocked it. Wow. Like, so clearly you are not the only one who stopped around the three-hour, two, three-hour mark. Um, and I would have, too, if it didn't look like this. Like, if I if I didn't love this aesthetic so much, I would also have stopped by now. And I do. I like it as well. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, I almost wish Cyberpunk 2077 looked more like this than it does. Yeah, this is and I'm But I enjoyed playing Cyberpunk a lot more than I enjoyed playing this. I find it hard to compare the two just because they're so different. They are really different. Um, yeah. I'm just saying in general. But like this like this is astounding to me. like the, the 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 work and the detail and the, I mean and also there's a whole codex where you can like see all the stuff about the the world building is far more interesting than anything that's actually happening to the characters or in the, or in the story. Yeah. Like, like it's, uh, I would, I would be more willing to play like a tabletop RPG set in this world than continue to finish this game. I yeah, guess. like there's, there's something amazing here in terms of this sort of world they've created. I would love to see them expand on this world and make a different kind of game in it. Yep. You know, like. Well, the good news about this like, game. don't throw this this world away. Like, you have something very special here. I yeah. would say take this and set more games in, and don't stick to this gameplay model. But do stick to what you've made in terms of the aesthetics here. And the good news about this game is that it's on Game Pass. Yeah. And it's only available right now for Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. But if you have Game Pass, you can check it out for free. Yeah. And uh, give it a whirl. And I think most people will probably agree with us that the gameplay just doesn't evolve enough. Like, I got tired of it at two hours. And I come in here to talk to you, and you're like, oh, then you, you experienced it all. Yeah, you. Pre- I mean, <laughs> it doesn't evolve. There, yeah, there's that. no secrets uh, left yeah. for you in terms of what the gameplay is, and like, there's you know, there's some interesting like things with the. I do like the cover thing they do. Like that's. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about um, that. So there's this. There's a cover system. Yeah, it's a weird th- way they do it, but it works. We're like, because um, and at first you don't really understand what they're doing because the le- the right if you you aim with the right stick and you pull the right trigger to shoot, mm-hmm. but if you hold the left trigger, you aim up. You aim kind of above where you're normally shooting. I'm like, what is that for? And later it becomes, like, because when you start fighting enemies with guns, they can just rip you apart if you're in the the open. If you hit B, which is duck, you duck behind, you'll you'll crouch. If you're behind uh, an object, you're under cover. If you hold the left trigger, you can shoot over that cover in complete safety. Yep. Um, And then there's another reason why they did it, too, and that's because this is an isometric game that has height. 
Yeah. So people can go up and down stairs. And so if some if an enemy is up the above stairs, you, you is above them. the stairs, you can also squeeze that trigger to yeah. aim higher to be able to hit them. Although you do run into the problem that there's no way to do that down. As yes, far as I can you're find. right. Like, yeah, I, like I, I if someone's coming up either. the stairs at you, you can't do anything yep. about it. Yeah, you just run. Um, well, you can't run either. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you can't run. Yeah, you can just roll. <laughs> you roll away. And there's some stuff, you know, later, like I have fought uh, mechs the size of houses. At this point, you know, the, the enemies get pretty. I mean, at one point, I, I did not realize. I thought the thing I ended up, like, I walked into the room with the thing. I thought it was a building. Like, wow. I didn't, and suddenly, and it's like it, suddenly it you're moves fighting the building. And, like, the, <laughs> and like this, you know, the big red thing that indicates that, like, there's a cone of fire about to hit me pops up. I'm like, oh, that's the, oh, shit. Like, it, it was, it was, um, <laughs> Like it was a shock, and it's yeah. like it's pretty hard to shock me in an isometric game. Yes, like, and I was very pleasantly surprised by some of that. Well, the other part too is that like, um, I think it's actually easy to surprise people in an isometric game. Well, yeah, because you can't see anything. You can't see like, anything. So they've been they've included this, and you've probably seen it throughout all the B roll. There's a waypoint system, and I just constantly have to ping it. It creates this. Okay. It's actually really cool okay. how they did it. So let me let me tell you something. I did not know that existed until no. I just saw that B roll. I have not been having a problem finding my way around at all. Well, I mean, but like you were, I saw that thing. I was like, "Is that a like a you tap, what you tap like, up on the D pad?" I did not know that. Well, you know why I don't know that? Because when it told, okay, now because when it told me to do that, I did it, and the game crashed, so I never did it again. Oh, oh man, I would have quit within an hour if I didn't. I mean, I have not have had a problem finding my way just with a little you know objective markers. Yeah, like, it's pretty pretty intuitive to me. But like, yeah, because they're also that like would have helped a couple of times. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I, admit. I mean, it'll, it'll save you time. But if you're enjoying just absorbing the world and you want to wander around and check stuff out anyway, so you know it kind of works out for people like you. For me, I was as soon as I found that thing, I was using it because it does the worlds do kind of blend together. Mm. Some of the levels are really dark. It's hard to see where you're supposed. You can or cannot walk at times because sometimes there's like a pile of trash or whatever that'll block you from going or whatever um and so i use it all the time i'm always i literally like every 10 or 15 seconds i'm tapping that thing to show me where i'm supposed to go Um, because i'm just not quite as into the world as you are um i also feel like the world isn't all that interactive like there's lots of creatures and stuff but you can't really interact with a lot of them um and so I, after a while, I just started just kind of tapping it constantly to just figure out where I needed to go to get to my objective a little more quickly. Um, I mean, I did enjoy the first couple hours moderately. If I had paid for this game, I'd be pretty bummed about it, though, to be honest. I think it depends how much it is. I don't yeah. know what the price is. I don't either, because obviously it's on Game Pass. Like, it's, I would find this to be a, a very worthy $20 purchase. Yeah, but, uh, I'd pay 20 bucks for it. But uh, beyond that... And I'm guessing eventually it will come to PlayStation and I would Switch so, yeah. and whatever. I don't know if it'll come to Switch. I mean... Maybe. I mean, it wouldn't look as good. Yeah, but I think Switch can handle it's this all, game. Eh, it's not that high poly. It's not high poly. It's particle and lighting. Yeah. Like, you would have to downgrade a whole bunch of stuff in this game. Yeah. There's a lot happening in terms of stuff on the screen. But the thing about isometrics fixed cameras is you can really control what you're drawing at one time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there'll be a Switch version of this. We'll see. Um, definitely PlayStation version will come eventually. Um, is it worth the download? Let's do a live Game Pass or fail here on mm-hmm. Game Face. Is it worth the download? Do you think people should I check think it absolutely. out? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you have a Series X because it does. It has the Series X enhancement, and uh, I think it looks. I think it looks good. Like there's elements of of this game's bells and whistles that I think feel this gen. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I like the way it looks. I like. Most of the writing... It's not a huge da- download. Yeah, and the story 
it doesn't seem to branch. Like when you talk to someone, you have like a bunch of options, but it doesn't seem to matter. Like if you choose one mm-hmm. of the other ones, like what is going to change anything in the story or how characters interact with you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, there's no real, there's no like choices in the story. You're just yeah. going through it. You're just getting. There's a list. So think you can of get think more of it like Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Like it's yeah. like that kind of game. Yeah. Or Diablo. Yeah. It's an isometric action RPG, mm-hmm. but instead of hacking and slashing, you're using guns. Yep. And there's lots of armor and stuff there's to upgrade. Some cool guns. And, and there are some cool abilities too. Like, yeah. I have I can summon uh, spider bots that charge and blow up at people now, and I have I can summon a uh, like a robot with a rifle that like, yeah. like there's like turrets you can drop. I mean, there's there's a lot of cool little abilities, and and uh, you're not just shooting stuff all the time. There's some strat, and I've had to use as a because some of the bosses are hard. Like yeah. I've been just I've been chewed up and spit out a couple of times. I mean, I've I was, died just to regular enemies a couple through. times. A couple like, times, but like, I've been like. Before I had mastered uh, using cover, I died. Mm. But then it's, that actually makes the game a lot easier once I've you been, figure out how the cover works. I've been walking through like, you know, standard, you know, the story missions, and I get to a boss, and I'm just like, oh, what the hell? You know, like it's, it there, there's definitely a curve here and there. Uh, yep. Nothing that I was, you know, I wasn't fully right. Once I switched some equipment around, I was ready for it. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. you got to remember to upgrade regularly. You got to keep keep an eye on what you've picked up and whether it's better what you have. Like, it's uh, it's. You know, it's legit in terms of what they're making, but what they made, like everything of that kind, is sort of what it is, and it doesn't evolve beyond that because that's just not what those kinds of games do. Yeah. I mean, I would actually recommend giving this a go on Game Pass because this week is just bereft of anything. Mm -hmm. At least play it for a couple hours and see if it's for you because there's nothing else to play. Just take a look. Just run around the West first city hub you're in. Like, there's so much weird stuff to see in there and all the detail and everything. Like, it's very... I think it's very impressive uh, to see all that. I I was just very appreciative of the art team on this game for putting all that in there. I mean, the only other option... Yeah, it doesn't actually... It just sort of sits there and you can look at it and do anything, but, like... You know, it's it's uh, it's gorgeous work. The only other option, really, for this week is like Death's Door. I haven't played that yeah. yet. Have you? Yeah, I played some of it's it. It's getting a lot of hype, but I haven't. It's, it's fine. It's another. It's another hack and slash thing. I mean, it's it's isometric as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's cute. Like, you know, I like the the concept of it. You know, it's like oh, you're a crow, you're a raven or a crow or whatever that works for for the death. You're harvesting souls or whatever. It's like I don't know. It was cool. I played it for a while. I got killed. I got bored. I turned it off. Yeah. It, it was. It didn't grab. It's me. getting a lot of hype. People it seem is. to like it. Um, sure, it's like another Souls like sort of thing, I guess. To some mm-hmm. people, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't resonate with you. Not really. As a big Souls fan. Not really. Huh. Okay. So yeah, maybe you should play the Ascent then. <laughs> uh, I just saw lots of reports and tweets and stuff from other people that were really digging Death's Door, and so I figured I'd give you a holler and see if you had given it a go. I have not played it at all, so I can't really chime I in. I find it kind of mediocre. Okay. Um, I'm sure. Every, I know. I know there's hype around it, but I didn't. You know, I I would put it in the ascent at about at the same level for me. Okay. Uh, in terms of like when I, how engaged I am with the gameplay, um, uh, Death's Door has a lot more charm to it uh, because it's you know not a super depressing oppressive dystopia, but like um, I part. I also liked uh, the ascent a little more just because it's mindless because I could play it and not think about it. You can. So that, that is one advantage. Death Store is a more involved game. So if you're game coming in, in from the pub late and you're drunk right. and you want something to play, that's a good choice. Yeah. I'll probably go back to Death Store at some point, but I, I just was like, I don't feel like doing this right now. Yeah. Not that we're going to be coming home from the pubs anytime soon here in the good old U.S. of A. No, probably not. we're swimming in Rona soup again, which really sucks. All right. Let's move on. We're going to talk next about PUBG, but not really. 
PUBG is the platform for which we are launching this topic off of. Um, this week, it was announced that Player Player Players Unknown Battlegrounds will be going free to play soon. Not only that, it is also going to get some kind of a strange zombie variant. Um, and what I realized maybe tying it, in with that de- uh, Dead Space thing. Maybe because that Dead Space was that the Callisto Protocol. Right? Yeah, that's, that's in the PUBG PUBG universe. universe. It is, yeah. And look, Crafton and the the company behind PUBG, they were smart. All the money that they made, they're investing it in new games, new studios. They're just not there yet, mm-hmm. and so they're still stuck with PUBG, trying to squeeze revenue from PUBG if mm-hmm. it can. But what I realize is one, PUBG has given in. And it's finally finally going to go free to play, which means that probably its player base is not where they would like it to be at this point. But then the other thing I realize is that like it was the first like real battle royale game that was a success, and it's now been lapped. Mm-hmm. It's so many other games have come out that do the formula so much better. Um, and to be fair, a lot of the companies that came in and kind of stole the spotlight are big publishers. It's Activision with Call of Duty Warzone, it's EA with Apex Legends, these companies with really deep pockets that can afford to just throw a lot of money at something and see if, you know, if it comes up double sixes or if it comes up snake eyes or like whatever. This is just part of our R&D budget or whatever. Mm-hmm. And obviously Crafton isn't as big as those guys and so it has to be a little smarter with how it spends its money. But, well, let's, let's, let's talk first of all, why do you think PUBG ended up becoming, because now it's kind of the worst Battle mm-hmm. Royale, in my opinion. And I'll be honest, I didn't think it was all that great to begin with. It was kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, I can see why people are playing this, because it's this concept that hasn't been done anywhere else at this point. But then you actually start playing it, and you're like, wait a minute, why are people playing this? That's how I was with PUBG. Mm-hmm. It's like... I was like, oh, it's 100 people and the last man standing. That sounds cool. And then I played it and I was like, this isn't cool. Like, it's really mm-hmm. janky. And, like, you know, still to this day, it's janky. Oh, yeah. Like, the movement and the clamoring. Like, they, for whatever reason, they can't figure it out. It's, and I think that's probably why it's lost its luster yeah, and it's it been didn't overtaken. evolve. That's all. It didn't evolve, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Fortnite. Fortnite had the monetary backing from Epic. To, yeah, I didn't even bring up Fortnite to turn it in, turn himself into which something. wasn't anything like this. No, until, until they, PUBG until like, became oh, we'll popular. Just, we'll, we just throw that. We'll just throw that mode, mode out there, and all of a sudden, yeah. Um, and Fortnite so, never had anything like this mentioned ever until after it launched. I it mean, was, Fortnite was like a build your base and yeah, defend it, it was tower, a tower defense, defense game. game. Yeah, yeah. When Cliff worked on it. Yeah, and then suddenly they, they and it wasn't working very well. It was kind of bad, and like no one really cared about it. And then there was like. Oh, we're gonna put a put a battle royale mode out. Yeah, see what you think, and mm, yeah, the rest was history, really. Yep. So PUBG has been is now kind of the bottom of the barrel for battle royale shooters. Yeah. Even I mean, though, the, I mean, its advantage at the beginning was it's the only one doing it. Yeah, that was it. Like there was no competition for a while, and when competition finally showed up, it just couldn't hang. It ate it for lunch. Like that was all there was to it. Do you think it's just a lack of investment by? I don't know. Like they, you know, I don't know whether it's. A well, at first it was just one dude. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just one the one guy. But like, it's it's probably just an economy of scale. It's just yeah. like, you know, they don't, you know, that you, the people making this game do not have the resources to compete with an Epic or any of the other AAA, you know, or an Apex Legends or whatever. You know, it's, yeah. Is how do you how do you, where do you even start if you're a small team of 
Well, well, you had a mod, a huge, right? well, you had a huge head start. That's the thing. Well, yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> you, know, you can only do so much when you're a few people like making a mod for what was this? What was this a mod for? Arma? Wasn't this an Arma mod? I or believe something? like yeah. roughly when it first started, it was. Yeah. Which also is one of those games that I look at and I'm like, why do there? You can see the traversal problems. Mm-hmm. But Arma is also one of those games that I look at and I'm like, wait a minute. How has this game become so popular? But. It is, and it's. I think it just launched for consoles, and I'm sure it's found a whole new audience there as well. Um, so anyway, when I realized that PUBG was the original, was extremely innovative, and it ended up getting lapped by so many other games, I started wondering to myself, what other games or franchises were incredibly innovative out of the gate and then eventually ended up being done much better by mm-hmm. other publishers or other developers without looking at the list i've already provided can you think of any off the top of your head matt or did you look at the list already well no i mean i think the most obvious one for that would be everquest Ah. because world of warcraft basically made mmos what they are you know and lo and behold everquest had been around one of my picks (laughs) i mean how i mean how long did we have you know everquest was around forever and like i remember we, we would we would actively discourage segments about it because we didn't want to play at, it. I'll be honest; I used to laugh at people that played EverQuest. Mm-hmm. Well, because it was, it was, it's. I mean, ever, to be fair, EverQuest is still around. Like this game still exists. Like it's been around for twenty some years. Um, yeah, but you, you know, at the time before Warcraft made it a big, made MMOs a whole thing. Like I remember, we would laugh at the fact that like. You know, people all had to kill the same creature, and that creature respawned a certain. So you'd get lines, mm-hmm. like people wait. Would wait in line <laughs> to go kill this like one enemy in very yeah. orderly fashion, and it was just uh-huh. like, what is fun about that? Like, there's yeah. no like what is- I could never understand it. Like, I, and then look, even when World of Warcraft came out, I still didn't get it. Like, right. I I tried World of Warcraft three or four times, could never ever get into it. No, I, pl- I played a few times. I mean, I liked it, but it didn't. Well, it was like, huge it at didn't G4. hook me. I mean, when we, we were at G four, everyone I mean, was. We certainly remember. It. Uh, the what happened uh, with some of the, some of the other shit? Um, there was some a lot of drama over you know because I think it took forever to level your character up, so people right. were very attached to their, attached to their characters. There was a lot of like arguing over who got what. The gear stuff was a thing. Like um, I never got that attached. I finally played to the level cap. I think around the time Wrath of the Lich King came out, uh-huh. uh, mainly because Morgan like basically gathered some of us and was like, "We're gonna play World of Warcraft until we do raids, and you're gonna do this with me." I'm like, "Okay." Like, so. <laughs> So I played I would a, have said so, no. So I played a Ret Paladin <laughs> for like a couple months while we did that, and I, I'm glad I did. I, I, glad I saw the whole game. I saw the, yeah. everything. Like we did. All I mean, the it's stuff. valuable information to have. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, you're discussing it right now. But I'm years like, and years later. Yeah, but I'm just like, I feel like I've done it. And, and then Cataclysm came out. We we went, oh, it's time for Cataclysm. We played Cataclysm one night, and we're just like, I think we're all done with this. Yeah, yeah. that was the end of it. Like I I do not have the MMO addiction gene. Me either. Thank uh, God. So uh, it's it's fine. Like, now now Vincent is bringing up in chat. Now World of Warcraft is getting lapped by Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, would you agree with that? Um, I mean, it certainly seems to be like everyone I know who is like because kind of, all the people I know who are MMO pre- people like they they'll jump from the new the old things and new things and go back to the other things. Uh, they have all been playing Final Final Fantasy fourteen for two years now, and I've, I haven't seen them waver. Wow, um, they love it. Yeah, like there's a whole dedicated in one of the. Chat group chat things. I'm in. There's a dedicated side channel just for Final Fantasy 14 discussion um, because we no, the rest of us couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> it's like you need to go. You need to go to get a room because no one wants to hear what level your job is right now. That's like me um, with my friends from Philadelphia. Like during the pandemic, they've all been playing poker on Zoom. And at first, I played because I was like, I just want to be social and see you guys. I mm. can't, you know, come home and I can't. I hardly ever talk to you guys anymore. 
and then like our text thread just became all about poker. And I had to like be taken off of the text mm. thread. I was like, I'm good, man. They're always like trying to get money from each other. They're like, you owe me 20 bucks or whatever. I'm like, I'm sick of this, dude. I did like snooze it. Um, another franchise that I thought of is Guitar Hero. Mm, yeah. Rock the, Band really. To be fair, Rock Band was by the people who started Guitar Hero. So they, they, right. they knew where to evolve it better. Yeah. Because Activision basically stole it from them. But Pretty much. Yeah. But that is another franchise. Guitar Hero is huge. You got what? What Guitar Hero three was that the last one before Rock Band launched? I think it was two. Two was. I think two was the was because I think three launched us alongside Rock Rock Band, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, and to be fair, Guitar Hero was a ripoff of a Japanese right, game. Right. Of, of uh, yeah, what was it? Called? Guitar Freaks. Yeah, of the, Guitar Freaks, the, which the, was an arcade game in Japan that yeah. had a guitar peripheral, and it was around for years before Guitar Hero. Yeah. Then Guitar Hero one upped it, and then Rock Band one upped. It. Yeah. And then I do remember Guitar Guitar Hero stands. I mean, I loved all those games like that, but Guitar Hero stands out in my mind as probably the only game I was ever introduced to by Mark Fahey. <laughs> he's one of really, he's you know, a, he's one of our producers on producer X Play. Yeah. But he was like he was more on it because he wasn't a gamer guy. He was a TV yeah. per, he was a producer. He's also a guitar he's player. Been, a really good funny. guitar player. And for whatever reason, he was the first one to try the Guitar Hero copy we got, and he's like, You should try you should play this, it's fun. And yeah. like and Mark wasn't a huge game per. He didn't huh. like games that much, but like the fact that he was pulled into that, and he's he's like, this is pretty legit. Like, because he was, and he know, was right. I mean, he came from the mo- the music <laughs> show on right. Tech TV, you know, yeah. audiophile. And uh, and I was trying. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, uh, but I will always remember that I was introduced to like plastic instrument ga- games by Mark Fahey, someone who the probably shouldn't introduce you to any games, really. No, and also the person who should have most been the music snob about it. Right. Because like, he and can play real instruments. Crap, right? But he was like, no, nah, this, is, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Like, he, he was into it. Yep, so it got laughed. And then Guitar Hero tried to come back around and do the band thing. Yeah. And that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like, their last one was, like, this live service thing. Right, right. That Where you, like, had song. Like, you, the songs didn't come on the disc. They were, right. like, you on had, a, like, subscribed to all they of They were, all like, on a yeah, network, a and that completely failed miserably. And that was really the end of the franchise. Yeah. That was what really killed it. Um, and so that's another one. Activision was on a roll killing long-term franchises yeah. between that and Tony Hawk Ride. Yep. Um, and then my next pick, this one might be a little controversial. I want your input on this one. Gears of War. Um, who lapped that? I mean, there have been a million third-person shooters since then. Cover-based third-person shooters. And that's why it's controversial. Do you think it has been lapped? I can't think of a game that did it. That did third-person shooting? That, does, cover-based that shooting? does cover-based third-person shooting better than Gears of War? No, I cannot think of a game that does that I better. mean, I would argue The Division does it better than Gears. I find it hard to compare that to Gears just because it's so different in tone and what you're doing. I'm not in terms of basic game mechanics, but, like, shooting rando terrorists is different from, like, the sci-fi setting of, of Gears to me to the point that I wouldn't think to parallel those games. I mean, I'd agree with that, but you also have to look at the other things that those and other I'll, games well, have done. Right, but like, also, like, who's playing The Division instead of playing Gears of War? I mean, I don't think it's that far-fetched. I, I think that'd be hard to prove. Unlike Guitar Hero Rock Band, you're talking about literally people picking one or the other because they can only play one or they can only afford one, or EverQuest or World of Warcraft. Like, people, oh, like people abandoned EverQuest over that mm-hmm. i don't feel like anyone abandoned gears of war for another specific game i, I feel mean, like i feel like just gears of war sort of lost its steam lost its steam and on its own i don't think anybody ate its lunch really i don't know man i think people playing these other big like more rpg driven open world cover-based third-person shooters i think that's actually 
has eaten Gears lunch in some ways. I, I think the expectations I, for those types of types of games have gone way up, and Gears has stayed in that same place. And I get it. Like I think a big problem for a lot of these franchises, Matt, is that they were successful. So there be, there, you have a fear of changing them too much because then people are like, well, this isn't. In fact, we're going to talk about Halo here in a little bit, Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that's been happening with the Halo franchise over the last like 10 years is because of that, that they're afraid of getting too far away from it. And so they're not going to try stuff new. And then when they do, the players tend to reject the new stuff. I think that's definitely what happened with Halo. I think Gears just – Gears is an idea that has a certain limitation and – they hit that limitation. But, like, if you look at stuff like The Division, like, you're setting up turrets, and there's all these abilities that you can have. Like, to me, Gears feels so basic and plain mm-hmm. compared to all the other cover-based third-person shooters. Yeah, I don't agree with any of that. I just don't. I, I would never in a million years occur to me to compare The Division to Gears of War. Really? No. Well, just, as a shooter fan, I do. I compare not, all those third-person I, I, I've never thought of Gears of War while I'm playing The Division, really. Like... I, I th- in, in terms of Gears, like, I mean, I don't find Gears gameplay particularly interesting anymore. Um, I do think it's fairly simple, but, like, the Division is more about the gadgets and sort of setting up the line and all that, whereas, like, I think of Gears of War as more of an aggressive game. You're running out. You can run over the cover and, like, charge at the guy and do the, the chainsaw stuff and all that. Like, it's just, it's more, I, I think of Gears of War more as a forward thing, whereas D- the Division and kind of, like, the Tom Clancy stuff, I think, is more of a spread, like, hold the line thing versus Gears of War is like break the line thing. Um, I prefer the hold the line stuff. Like I like I do, if you're going to make me play one or the other, I am a less forward aggressive player in that situation. So I would prefer to play like a Ghost Recon or a Division in that sense. But it would never occur to me that I'm playing that instead of Gears of War. Oh, to me it absolutely does. Yeah, I put them in the same subgenre. Third I mean, person cover based shooters. Well, I mean, yeah, they are, they are both they are both kill switch ripoffs. Yeah, like uh, or wing win back ripoffs. Right. Really, win back ripoffs on the N sixty four days. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get. I wonder back. how much win back for the N sixty four is worth now. Is that one of those games that's like gone up? I don't up? think so. It should be. In part because there was a PS2 version. <laughs> oh, right. So I forgot you, you about technically that. Play it. It's I not as good, but that. you can technically play it a different I way. I forgot about that, actually. You're right. And, that's uh, probably why. Yeah. I th- it's probably, I mean, it's, I mean, all N sixty four games, I think, are worth a little bit unless you're like an EA sports game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 if I, I don't think there's as direct a line there as there is between like EverQuest and World of Warcraft. I would like agree PUBG with that. And That's why I said I wanted your, your input mm-hmm. on it to see how you felt about it. Uh, so I, totally I get do that. think Halo, like Halo is an interesting scenario of like, I do think a similar thing happened to Halo as what we are describing happened to these other games, but another games franchise didn't do it to Halo. Halo did it to itself. Yeah. Like, Halo wasn't really... I mean, I guess you could argue Call of Duty, but I feel like Halo was already having sort of those growing pains before COD Modern Warfare, you know, exploded. Yeah. Like, I I feel like by 2007, you could already see that even Halo 3 was sort of like, what are you you doing? You know, like, like it was was, uh, already kind of there. I feel like that would have happened to Halo whether Call Call of Duty exploded or not. Okay. Um... My last pick for this. And it's this interesting one, I that think, COD hasn't had this happen, though. Yeah, it hasn't. For all of Battlefield's trying. Yeah, and it tries. Yeah. every Well, not every year. They don't come out as often as Call of Duty, which means that they should have a more likelihood of actually doing it. Yeah. Because like they have so much time to right, actually Right, you should be trump. able to kind of regroup and really figure out yeah. what does and doesn't work, but they, they, they don't. just don't. <laughs> they can't. And I'll say In this. In a sense, I guess you could argue that Battlefield 
had this because 1942 was a phenomenon. That's true. Actually, you're right. Maybe and Battlefield like, is one of these. Yeah, games. maybe that kind of went that way. Actually, you're right. But it's mm. hard for me to pinpoint what it is went hard to wrong. draw. Yeah, it was more. It was more. Again, it was more like a lack of follow up rather yeah. than another game took yep. its place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the final game, and this one I think is even will be even more dicey than Gears of War, is Half Life. Hmm. Very innovative. Kind of created the cinematic shooter oh, experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would argue you created don't, the set piece moment. And yeah, I would argue you of. don't have ha- uh, Halo without Half Life. I, I would agree with that. But I think the difference with Half-Life is I don't know that it's it's actually all about a lack of trying because it just mm-hmm. went away. Yeah, they just sort of stopped. Because Half-Life 2 with this gravity gun mm-hmm. pushed the boundaries at the time. And we can always wonder what a Half-Life 3 would have been like. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's what Half-Life Alex kind of is. Sort of, yeah. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard. I mean, Gabe it's certainly at the that. very least, Half Life Alex hints that like if Half Life Three had happened or would happen, it would have something in it that we would you know just like the Gravity Gun, we'd be like, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, like you know, the, Valve always seems to have something like that in that series. Is like there's something you've never seen done in that way before. Yeah, maybe that's what has kept Half Life Three from happening so long as they don't. They, they can't find that. They thing. haven't found that thing that makes it that. You know, like the Portal Gun. Yeah, was like in Portal. Like that's right. They could have made a Half-Life game with that gun. I mean, they didn't set that thing in the Half-Life universe in the end for nothing. Right, yeah. Like, it fit. It did fit, totally. It It makes total sense in that universe. Mm -hmm. But really, it got lapped because Valve just stopped trying. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like it continued on. Like, these other franchises, they actually did try to make new games and make them different or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, Legacy makes a good point. Call of Duty lapped Medal of Honor. Did it? It was the same devs. Oh, you're right. They left. They left after Allied Assault, and they made Call of Duty 2, which was a like basically like, here's what Medal of Honor could have become if EA had let us do what we want to do. And then they mm-hmm. made Modern Warfare. Like, yeah, like yeah, I get the, that. The uh, the resp- the the Infinity Ward guys basically were they lapped their own game because EA <laughs> wouldn't let them make the game they knew right. they, they should make. Because you're that is true. Because Medal of Honor in the PlayStation era was huge. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. kind of the and Allied Assault was like that was a revelatory game yeah. at the time, and now and the, yeah, it barely exists. And now it's saw, relegated to VR right. games, and just as like Call Half Duty, Life. As Call of Duty rose, <laughs> Medal of Honor just limped along, disappeared, and eventually you, until disappeared. you got that you know Warfighter and those, that other one with like the weird like uncanny valley of faces and yep. that cutscene with that woman. That, and then now that, Medal that, of they, Honor is another one of those franchises. Are like, let's revive it for VR. Yeah, sure. Just like Half Life. By the same people. <laughs> it was by Infinity Ward again. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Was that Respawn? Did Respawn? Respawn. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same people that were at right. Infinity uh, like. Yep. <laughs> it just tricked. Now it's like, you're right, though. It went from Medal of Honor to Infinity Ward to Respawn. Respawn. And then they made they made Call of Duty uh, Infinity Ward, and they came back and did a Medal of Honor for VR. And yeah. They showed them how it was done. It's, <laughs> it's, it's mind-boggling how it all works. It's amazing how those guys, because a lot of the, the core of is all a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how those guys just like they can do tons of things, do whatever they want, really. But it's like those guys can just whip out a Medal of Honor game, <laughs> like on if they want to, whenever. Like they're standing it's, at it's, the urinal. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like they've got like uh, it's like a magician that always has a deck of cards up his sleeve. It's like, oh, you want me to do a, a, a military <laughs> shooter? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Like. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back yeah. to my desk now. It's, it's yeah. like, can you uh, can you think of any other franchises that kind of fall into this? I wonder if Chat came up with any other than Medal of Honor, the Medal of Honor um, stuff. I don't see anything. 
I, w- I mean, it depends on a pers- on your perspective. Ti- but- not circa saying Titanfall lapped Call of Duty. In terms of quality, I would say so. I mean, in terms of traversal, for sure. And all, a lot of that, but I didn't like catch. You know, it didn't catch fire. in, yeah. the, in the mainstream the way. That and Vincent brings up a good point. Half-Life Alex did win some Game of the Year awards, so yeah. I guess in some ways maybe it hasn't Half-Life hasn't completely fallen off. I mean, I think there's people who would argue various things lapped various things in the fighting game world, but that's always going to be you know, there's people that think Street Fighter has been lapped by Mortal Kombat or like uh Guilty Gear Strive or things like, you know, or or uh Oh, here's actually no. Here's a good one. Marvel oh, Veritas is saying DMC was lapped by a dozen true. different action games. That's a good pick too. Sure. Actually, Marvel versus Capcom lapped by Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The All Star specifically fighter. Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, but like, yeah, I don't. I can't think of a bigger like because especially because those came out so close together. Yeah, and like if Marvel versus Capcom Infinite had just been that Dragon Ball game, everyone would have loved it. Like it would have been phenomenal. Okay, we'd probably still be seeing it at Evo today. Yeah, uh, but instead, it was just a disaster. They didn't want to spend money on, and Marvel took all the mutants out of it, and Doctor Doom out of it, and like it became a whole pro. And then, meanwhile, the fact that Bandai Namco just like suddenly fired off this Dragon Ball game was like, oh, by the way, this is exactly the Cap- Marvel's Capcom style versus game you actually wanted. It's just Dragon Ball, and then and, completely fumbled it. After and then launch. they did fumble that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they did because of the license for the for the Dragon Ball license that introduced all these problems but that initial moment the fact that the fact that a dragon ball fighter like completely eclipsed a new marvel versus capcom game like if you told me that was going to happen i would have said you were nuts yeah but then it 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 almost happened in the space of a few weeks it was amazing it was amazing to see and then there's smash brothers which has not been lapped it no, is an no. innovative new idea that I mean, you got to realize developers have had like what two decades now to try yeah. to top Smash well, honestly, Brothers. Honestly, that been new, unable that, to do it. That Nickelodeon thing that just got yeah. like that's the only thing that even looks even looks like visually they've nailed the look and feel of Smash right. Brothers. But that's twenty years later. And, and I would argue too that you're not going to lap an innovative franchise by just nailing the same thing that no. that franchise is already doing. You're going to have to do it better, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to push the boundaries a little more. You can't just get away with yeah, replicating I don't see how you with a that. new coat of paint. I don't you know? see how you do that with Smash Brothers, really. Especially but that's the thing. It's like nobody can see how you do it until somebody does see how to do it. Right, but and I think I don't think you can really push the Smash Brothers formula much further because while so much of the appeal of Smash Brothers is also the fighters and who they are and the, yeah. brand, the brand you're using, yeah. and in t- Nickelodeon has the 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 somewhat advantage that like I think their a lot of their brands are beloved in a similar way by a generation that is now coming of you know thirty ish age, mm-hmm. um, in the same way the Nintendo generation was when Smash Brothers was introduced. I just don't think Nickelodeon maybe has quite the critical mass in that in that realm of gaming that Nintendo will always will. Yeah, I mean a lot will depend on the, the but, developer you know, too. You got to realize like weirder this, tables have turned. Yeah, so. you got to find a good developer. I mean the same studio yeah. has been making Smash for a long time. They've got it honed at this point yeah. and you got to find you know who knows how dedicated the developers or the publisher or nickelodeon themselves are to you know supporting this game and pushing because the other thing that kept smash alive was the community that sprang up playing tournaments and, and you know, yeah. do, doing their you know their version of esports with it for so long until they got absorbed into evo evo and all that you know like there's a there's a there's an extra component beyond just being a good game it has to be popular with the community yep and uh you know obviously we don't know what will happen there with the nickelodeon game yep um, if I would say if there's one publisher that has a chance to lap Smash, it would probably be Sony. Mm-hmm. It has a big roster of characters that's growing by the day. Um, they tried already with PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale or whatever, which was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think if there is an opportunity to lap smash, that's probably the best bet. Because mm-hmm. um, they have the resources, they have the roster of characters. Um, Nickelodeon has the roster of characters. I just doubt that the studio that's working on the game is up to the task. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, I'm intrigued by it. I mean, we talked about it. I've seen, you know, Brennan Stimpy stuff in a Smash clone. That, mm-hmm. that rang my bell for sure. So I think there's an opportunity there. We'll see if they ultimately execute on it. Also want to check one last time on chat to see if anyone came up with any of the, any other franchises that we may have overlooked. Um, skate over Tony Hawk. Okay. Oh, the eternal skate versus Tony Hawk debate. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can call myself a skater anymore. Like I skate every once in a while. Um, I wouldn't call myself a skater. I'm probably, I hate to say it, even though I skated for 11 years straight, I'm probably a poser now. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I did skate for like over a decade I still prefer to play Tony Hawk over skate. Skate is like mm-hmm. too, it's too hard in all honesty. Yeah. Because of the control scheme, the way they use the analog sticks, you have to be so perfect with the direction of the stick to do the exact trick you want. Like I enjoy playing skate until they tell me to do a backside crooked grind down a handrail. And <laughs> you, and the difference between like the crooked grind and the backside Smith grind is like five degrees on the right. analog there was, stick. There was an, yeah, there was a level of analog stick mastery skate demanded that I was never going to achieve. I just, I gave up. I was like, this isn't worth it. And I do enjoy just skating around in skate. But as far as playing a game that keeps me engaged and keeps me going, I prefer the Tony Hawk franchise. I do realize it's a matter of taste. There are some people out there who would say that skate absolutely Lapped Tony Hawk. I'm not one of them, but yeah. I can understand. I mean, also, it. for me, like, I would go with Tony Hawk just because to me, skating games are fun as kind of platformers. Yeah. And I don't care about the simulation of the skate, skating experience. It's not like that at all, no, really. No, not yeah. at all. I mean, I've tried to play skate, and it's not. All the it's indie, not a thing I am going to master at any time. Also, so. all the indie skateboarding games that have come out since have all tried to emulate skate. Right. They have not tried to emulate Tony Hawk. So. Um, maybe that lends some credence to what Sneaky's saying because instead of emulating Tony Hawk, they went after Skate. So maybe the majority of people think that Skate did eclipse Tony Hawk. I do understand that that's a perspective some people have. I just don't share it. A casuality. Thank you for Twitch Prime, man. Always try to wait till the end of the show. And I understand some of you guys can't make it all the way to the end and you just want to get it in there. But try to wait till the end of the show so that we can thank you because I can't mm. keep one eye on the chat at all times, unfortunately. Some, some are saying uh, Forza versus uh, GTA. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. There are some people that would want to fist fight you over that one. That's true. But I, but I, would, I would stand on the Forza <laughs> I mean, side. For I ran one. into one on YouTube not long ago <laughs> who watched our show and was not happy that we had basically given the crown to Forza. There are some hardcore GT fans out there. It's yeah, pretty crazy. And they have my sympathy. Yeah. But uh, I'm over here playing Forza. <laughs> and enjoy the it. better game. Exactly. Um, I think that was a fun topic, though. A Which fun is, discussion. Like, the Forza, last Forza is about to get delisted, isn't it? It is. Forza 7? Yeah. Gonna, Why would you delist that before you get the new one out? Because the licenses are up. Oh, That's all the it. car licenses. The car licenses are done. Wow. That's bizarre. Because it's, it's, it's expiring right around the time it came out. So are they going to. Will the server stay up? Can we still play it? I think so. You just can't sell you it anymore. You just can't buy it anymore, right? Yeah. Okay. That makes a little more sense. But, man, they're probably now like, dude, we need to get the new Forza yeah. out. I mean, it's dirt cheap. Yeah. You can get it for, like, nothing. Because yeah, it's, it's, like, it's been a long time at this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, it's been, what, six or seven years since the last Forza? I think it's been five. Like, five? I think five? The five-year license sounds about right. Yeah. That does make sense, actually. No one's going to sign a seven-year license right. agreement. <laughs> I highly doubt it. The lawyers like round numbers. Yeah. Johnny Hurricane like Gran Turismo, but Forza is superior. 
I think most people agree with us on that. Four yeah, years, I think, maybe. It's I four, think it's four years. They're saying four oh, okay. years as well. A lot of licenses are four years. Are they? I've seen that a lot. Yeah. Huh. I wonder that, why that's, that is. that's how long a lot of Activision's like Marvel and Transformers games lasted before they got delisted. I wonder it was four why years. that is. Why is it four years? I don't know. Interesting. Maybe someone will figure it out. Um, yeah, and as he's demon says, Horizon's coming out at the end of the year. I consider those two different franchises. They like, are, but like. You They're know, still both called Forza. Yeah, you only you only want to see the word Forza in the in the store lineup so many times. I yep. guess. Yep. Okay, let's move on. That was fun. I enjoyed talking about that. Uh, next up, I I hinted earlier that we had another topic about PlayStation Five later in the show, and here it is. So, I was talking earlier in the show, and I mentioned on Twitter that the Xbox Series X is now my daily driver, and I would attribute most of that to more so than Game Pass. The fact that it has a bigger hard drive. Mm-hmm. Now, the truth of the matter is the OS on Xbox Series is bigger than the OS on PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. by like 50 gigs or something like that. But it actually has like a 200 and some gig difference. And so, as I said earlier, I did the math. Basically, the advantage you have on Xbox Series is about 140 gigabytes mm-hmm. once you account for the OS on each platform. That 140 gigabytes is like a revelation to me. Um, but if you're on a PlayStation 5, you only have, what is it, 625 workable gigs? Yeah, because like the, the hard drive on that, I think, is what is it, like 820 825. Yeah. And then it's like, it's not quite 200. So it actually, I think it may be a 675. Yeah, it's around, it's almost 700. And I do remember it's 808 workable gigs on series. Right. That so yeah, right. that math works out. Um, also, and I slapped a uh, three terabyte SSD external on the Xbox as well. So I've got plenty of room. And that brings up the point of this discussion is that, Matt, you just slapped that right. hard drive on there. Which you can also do externally to PS5. However, when the PS5 launched, uh, it was suspected that the external hard drives were causing them to brick. Right. So I did not do that, and I still haven't. Well, technically, us, unless you're a part of the special beta program on PlayStation, you still can upgrade your SSD, mm-hmm. but it's coming very soon, and right now there is a beta program where people are able to do it. And so this is a big deal, because people like me, I have actually chosen to play my Xbox more than my PlayStation because of the bigger hard drive. It just is more convenient. I don't have to always delete something every time I want to play something. And that, I am literally at that point now, Matt. And even so, I said... Last night, I turned on my PlayStation 5 for the first time since I had played, finished Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. And there was a system update that was needed. And it was big, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. It took forever to download. And um, I had to go delete stuff off of my hard drive. So mm-hmm. I deleted like Final Fantasy, um, that demo for Final Fantasy. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I had left that on there. So I, that, I deleted that before I was even <laughs> before I turned the system off after playing at so it but it was like 11 gigs and so I deleted that and that mm-hmm. gave me enough space to download the new update but I'm just constantly doing this juggling so people have been waiting for the ability to upgrade the SSD on the PlayStation 5 and it's coming however Matt what oh my gosh have you looked at the procedure to do this no I looked at uh, Mark Cerny t- tweeted like like the one he was going to use you know, the Western digital one. And the two terabyte model is more, costs more than the PlayStation Five. Well, I thought the one that he recommended was 140 bucks. The no? one, the one I saw him tweet about, and I, I click on the link to it. It's a Western Digital two terabyte with a heat sink. It was 550 dollars. <gasps> I thought that someone. I thought I read an article. If you get a smaller model of that, it is closer to like uh, 
200 something i think but it's like it's like an extra 256 gigs at that point yeah i thought i had read an article where the one that he recommended was 140 or something like that but maybe not maybe maybe i read another no, erroneous there is no ssd the speed required for this that is 140 dollars unless you're getting something that's like 150 megabytes so we've waited gigabytes yeah so we've waited all this time for just the ability to do it we finally get the ability to do it and then Mark Cerny, as you're saying, gave this outrageous mm-hmm. thing that you should buy. Crazy expensive. Like, who's going to pay that for... I won't. <laughs> Nobody who isn't getting Sony executive money. I'll right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's not feasible. For two terabytes. I know. That's not feasible. No. Um, and all the stuff I've seen that, like, you know, they've... they've you know, not him, but other they've been like, oh, this, this model's going to be okay for it. They're all hundreds and hundreds of dollars for these things. They're super high-end SSDs. Like, that's an expected price for those. But, like, you're paying almost as much as the console for these for an extra two terabytes of storage. And, it's insane. And, Matt, it's not just that. So if you do decide that you are willing to chuck out the cash for the bigger SSD... Then suddenly you have other things to worry about, like actually installing it and mm. making sure that the one that you buy is exactly right. This so this is what we're seeing right now is the official page that Sony has launched to teach people how to upload or to upgrade their SSD. Mm. I'm gonna start at the top here and I'm gonna start scrolling and this is literally just the essential information you need to know. This is it. It's there's no superfluous stuff in here. So first they tell you what the M.2 mm-hmm. SSD is, then they tell you why you should add it. Then they, then here's where they go into what which can, ones which ones and which was the big problem was like there were no there weren't any on the market fast enough <laughs> yet to Look at this, Matt. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine like your dad going to this page to figure out how to upgrade his SSD. I mean, to be fair, most people are not going to really worry about this because they're probably not going to fill that hard drive up that fast like we do. Maybe. Um, I believe on the Xbox Series X, you just buy the overpriced hard drive thing they have and you stick it in the slot. Right. That's all you do. That slot in the back of the console. That's it. You just plug it in and it works. And look at this, Matt. This is this this is is so Sony. (laughs) This is is perfect Sony right here. What are all these? Why are they color coded? What am I looking at? I don't know. I can't tell what I'm looking at from over here. Dimensional specifications: M.2 SSD devices for PS5 Mm. for attaching a double-sided heat sink. Right, because the one like the Western Digital ones have heat sinks (laughs) that come with it. Yeah, these. Well, that's the thing. So the SSD for PS5, it does have to have a heat sink. Mm -hmm. It has to, and those have been hard to get. They haven't really manufactured them until now installing them matt like it's insane this is insane right here m.2 sata ssds aren't supported right if they were we'd already have them installed yeah so this is all this stuff i've shown you so far is what sony tells you you need to look out for before you buy one right. this is choosing choosing this is your just weapon choosing the drive it's and choosing the thing you're going to spend the same amount of money you spent on the ps5 on yeah and then we get down here and here's how you where you actually add it Mm-hmm. You're almost halfway down the page. You're going to take the whole thing apart. Wow. Are you kidding me? Still going. Oh, there's a separate thing for how to remove it. Dude. And you're going to want to remove it because I promise you you're going to want to keep that thing when you get rid of the PS5 one day. <laughs> Heck yeah. You're going to keep it for the rest of your life. You'll like leave it to your kids when yeah. you die. 
dude. Here's my thousand dollar PS5 hard drive. I feel like Sony did not think this through, Matt. I feel like, like if, if it was this complicated, why don't you just give us a two terabyte thing in the thing? Right. Like, yeah, it would have been not optimal size for the architecture. That give me a break. Like, come on. It's insane. Like, what the average person's gonna do that? Yeah, I mean, if if you can do like stick a you know an external one on there for like the PS4 stuff, that helps a lot. Like, I will probably eventually do that, but like, I've at some point like I've kind of given up. Sneaky is saying, but isn't this on top of the one terabyte you already have? The PS5 does not have a one terabyte drive. No, no. After the the OS is installed on it, you only have like six hundred and seventy usable gigs of yeah. space. Um, because the OS on the PS5 is like a gig and a half. The OS on series is like two gigs. Um, so you lose. And it's only, it starts at what, 820 or it's something? Eight, it's, it's an, the PS5 has an 825 gigabyte SSD. And once the OS is on it, you get 667.2 gigabytes. 667, yeah. So you're losing a ton of space already. Which is it, almost, you know, it's barely over half a gig at that point. Yeah. So, or half a terabyte at that point. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's very. And yeah, the installs are a little smaller on PS5, but not enough to make up for the loss of 400 uh, gigabytes. You know, like it's it's ridiculous. And, and Scorpius Finest does bring up a good point. You can use an external, normal external drive on it, but you can't play PS5 games right, from it. For PS5. Well, to be fair, there aren't a lot of PS5 games yet. True. Um, I mean, if I I could put a external, I avoided the external because there was because the bricking concerns. But obviously, if I bought one of those. Uh, for for the PS5, I could I could move like eighty to ninety percent of what's installed on it to that. Yeah, you know, I don't. Really, I, you know, the only PS5 only stuff I have on it are basically the Spider Man's, Demon Souls, and uh, Yep, Ratchet. Yep. Um, which will help. You know, that helps. I mean, that's that's also true of the Xbox. Like and the, again, we I've only to... got the XS stuff. You know, the, the compatible stuff on the internal on the Xbox. Everything else is on the external. And, and again, as we said earlier, um, you know the. The, the file sizes are smaller on PlayStation. Yeah. So not each game that much is, smaller. It's though, about 25% smaller. Like, I have a respectable amount of stuff on the PS5. It's not like I look at them and it's like, oh, my God, I've only got four games. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine, but a lot of it's PS4 stuff. Um, but it's like, it's very noticeable. It's noticeable that you don't have a lot of storage to work with. And I have already deleted stuff I didn't really want to delete yet because of it. Yep. I've had to delete stuff to install patches for things. Yep. Um, it's just a pain. So what we're seeing right here, I think the timing worked out perfect. Right there, his yeah, that's, that's the SSD. That that's yeah. it right there. So to get into that, you have to take your console apart. You have to take the shells off of it. You have to take the console apart, split it apart, then take off that plate. And then depending on which SSD you buy mm-hmm. is which one of those holes you actually screw the SSD right. into. I mean, that's pretty standard, like, PC building stuff. It's just unusual for a console. Like I mean, the, my SSD on my PC just has a normal ribbon cable. Like, yeah, but I'm talking about like you know if you're just putting components into a PC, like that's not super crazy. Like, but it's just like silly to have yeah, it but, in a, on a console. Right. That's my point. Yeah. But part of the reason I think this is the way it is is they didn't actually know what these hard drives were going to look like. Maybe. Yeah. They, 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 they didn't exist yet. yet. So they had to make the hole bigger than they right. thought. They had to, to basically sure build like fit. a generic place for them. Because that's what because all those holes there to me that just looks like hedging your bets to me. Oh yeah, like there's like whatever they it'll be here 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 or here. We don't know what they're gonna do yet or what the different models are gonna do. The different companies are gonna make them like this. So we're just gonna do it all and the the (laughs) user can deal with it. Leave a gigantic hole. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm glad that they did that because if eventually you want to get like a 
I can't even imagine when I'd be able to afford one, but like a four or five terabyte SSD. Oh, for like a thousand dollars? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Probably more than that. Right now, yeah. <laughs> By the end of this thing's life, maybe you'll be able to pay like four hundred dollars for a four terabyte of that quality. Maybe, maybe. How big of a deal do you think this is going to be in the long run? Because it's a big deal to me right now. Uh, I mean, it's a big deal to me, but I, in terms of like you know aerial view, nothing. You don't think it'll matter Nobody at care. all? Yeah. Well, think- I mean, the hardcore people like us are going to care that we want, but that, like, what are we going to do? Just like get rid of the PS5? Are gonna, anyone going to not buy a PS5 because of this? No. It doesn't matter. Well, no, I think they'll buy it, but they may become irate after they have it and they kind of realize. Because, Matt, by the way, Call of Duty Cold War is now 205 mm. gigs I noticed this yesterday, and actually, it's asking for another update that I don't have the space right. for. But for that, I would just put that on an external. In that, at that point, but then you couldn't play the PS5 version of it. You'd be playing we the don't PS4 have a PS5 version. version. What is, is there a PS5? Yeah, there are separate versions, versions of Call of Duty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a PS5 version of it that you can download that's separate from the PS4 version. Is not any smaller. I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, so I, I don't remember. So I don't want to quote a number or anything like that. I mean, it doesn't sound like it matter. But really. it looks a lot better, and it runs at 120 frames per, sec- mm-hmm. per second. So if you're... If you have the TV for that. Right, if you have the TV for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's an advantage, you know, if, if you're into mm-hmm. being competitive. It's a competitive advantage to play the PS5 version over the PS4 version or, the PS, or on PS4 Pro. Um, so you don't think... You think the average person is going to be okay with 600 gigs? Because I, I, the average person is not even going to notice. Because I brought this up the on Twitter. The average person doesn't buy that many games. Well, I brought this up on Twitter, and I was shocked at how many people, at least they say this This is what they do. They finish a game, then they delete it, mm-hmm. and then they install the new game they're going to play on it, and then they finish that, and then they delete it. And yeah, then, that, that is more or less how normal people play video games. You yes. mean with, with hard drives they do? No, like that's how normal people who don't play everything that comes out like we do, they just play one thing at a time. So, well, I get like, playing one thing at a time, but I play like a lot of multiplayer games. So I leave them on my hard drive. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying is like if most people I know who are not hardcore gamers, just casual people like to play games now and then, they have one multiplayer game they, they play. Oh, uh, okay. They don't play saying. more than one multiplayer game. They play Call of Duty or they play Battlefield or they play whatever. That's it. That's all they play multiplayer wise. If they have time to play a multiplayer game, they have one game they play. That's one of the reasons that like a lot of the people like that, of that, you know, the, the more casual, not super casual because they're still playing pretty hardcore games, but it's like they'll say, like, "Do you play X?" as though it's an ongoing hobby mm. because that is an ongoing hobby to them. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, I, like like people play stuff like Madden or FIFA. Like that's their whole thing. They play that year round and they get the new one and they start over. You know. Um, or Street Fighter, you know, there's people I know, you know, all they do is play fighting games. They mm-hmm. only play, they play, they play Street Fighter. That's the only thing on their hard drive. Well, what convinced me to turn my Xbox into my daily driver was Rocket League. I wanted to play Rocket mm-hmm. League and my PS5 was full. And yeah. I was like, I've got like 400 gigs free on my Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. Like, Which is funny because like Rocket League is one of the games I associate with PS PlayStation. Because that's where I got it for the first time. Interesting. For, for yeah, because they gave it for, they gave it away free, for free on PlayStation yeah. Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people got into it that way. But I didn't care. Like, I hadn't played it for years. And I couldn't even remember, like, what my – I had unlocked or anything like mm-hmm. that. And so I just trashed my account on PlayStation and started playing on Xbox. And it took me, like, a day to get everything unlocked that I really wanted anyway. And that was the thing that turned me to Xbox. And once that, that kind of pinged in my brain, I was like, well, that's just what I'm going to do now. So um, you're right. Like, I think sometimes it's hard to recognize that we 
do things a lot differently from the average player. Like I was shocked how many people said that they literally play one game, finish it, and delete yeah. it off their hard drive, and then play the next one. So they only ever have one game on their hard drive at all times. Mm-hmm. That seems crazy to me. <laughs> but if you don't play multiplayer games, you know it seems crazy to someone. If someone who does that is probably spending hundreds of dollars right, on, on an extra SSD, yeah, you know, or on extra <laughs> SSD, but also on games you're not playing, right? Because they have to buy all their games. Like you get all that stuff for free. I know? do, but <clears throat> but I mean, the games that I keep on my hard drive are games that I'm playing. I'm not just mm-hmm. leaving them on there. Um, yeah, but if you're budgeting, you know, that's the main thing that that motivates that style of play is like if you're budgeting. You know, uh, games is entertainment. You're gonna play that game, finish that. I'd be game, interested in chat to hear what the people, uh, if the people here do that, just have one game on their console at a time, and when they finish it, they delete it and then download the next one that they're gonna play. <coughs> uh, not a lot of commentary about it. Vincent brings up a good point, though. It's like you know, if you have Call of Duty, Cold War, Warzone, Madden, and GTA. Your PS5 is pretty much full. Mm. <laughs> That's it. That's all you're going to have. And he brings up a good point. A lot of casual players would have that exact collection of games oh. on their drive. And it wouldn't shock me if that was one of the you know, targets for the size that the default hard drive has. It may has. be. It may be, actually. As long as you got those people happy, that's your majority that's, of your audience. That's actually a really good point, Matt. Um, because the other thing about Vincent pointing out these four games is that they're all games that you would keep on your hard drive right. because you play multiplayer, GTA Online. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but I was shocked to see that people were like, yep, as soon as I finish a game, I delete it, and then I figure out what I'm going to play next, and I download it. And I only have one game on my hard drive mm-hmm. at a time. Like, they thought I was crazy. And so it made me think about it. I'm like, well, maybe I am crazy. I don't know. Um, and that was all. Not everybody lives the backlog life like yeah, we I do. I guess not. I mean, I don't. I don't ever play my backlog. No, I, never, I don't care. I never really you know. go back and like play old games at all. I do, but it's not. It's not like I have a. a I don't have like a structure to that. You know, yeah. it's just whatever my the whim takes me. I was like, oh, I want to play Saints Row Four today. Yeah. Why not? But bottom line is the expanding the storage on the PlayStation Five is far less elegant yeah. than doing it on Xbox. I mean, far less elegant than I even expected it. I didn't expect it to be you know simple necessarily. Right. But that is just like, really? I mean, it's not like, su- I mean, I've built PCs, I can do it for sure, but it just yeah, yeah. feels like it should be. Well, we can do it. But I think about like people in my life, my family, I know now that are trying to find a PS5 or got a right. PS5. Would they be able to do that? But are those people, Hell no. but are those people going to run out of storage space anytime soon? I don't know. It depends because a lot of those people do play like games like Apex Legends and Destiny 2, another game that's up at like, 200 and some gigs at this point. Like, my brother-in-law, he's a huge Destiny 2 player. Like, it's all, it's all he plays. But he'll also have Call of Duty and Battlefield on there at the same time. Like, a lot of people do just play competitive games as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people anymore that... Well, I think that's why you're going to see more and more, like, the option to, like, Call of Duty already does. You can not install the campaign. Yeah. If all you want is multiplayer. That's that true. saves you a lot of storage space there. Yep. That's a good point. Um What's the solution to this? Is there is it a problem? Is this a solution in search of a problem? You like to say, um, to some degree, but I do think you like you and I actually do have the problem. We do, like, yeah, yeah, legitimately. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, it's just I cannot bring myself to spend that kind of money on a hard drive. No, no way. Certainly not for that small amount of storage. Space. I'll just play my Xbox. Like if it was like a 
it was like a ten terabyte drive for that much, maybe. But right. like, because then I wouldn't have to like worry about storage space life. again. Yeah, it would be that'd be the end. I could install every <laughs> PS5 game I ever bought yeah. forever, and right. that'd be fine. Um, but like two terabytes for that, and then have to go through that to put it in, and then I could probably be full by that by that night. No, yeah. like yeah. I'll just I'm just gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna deal. I will just get an external hard drive for the PS4 stuff and deal with it as it comes. Because frankly, I don't see myself needing that much space for PS5 only games for a while now. Yep. Yeah. Now, based yeah. upon the, <laughs> yeah. the beginning of this show, <laughs> mm? maybe even mm? Kenna's gonna be probably like 15 gigs. Or yeah, whatever. I can't imagine be that big. It's not yeah. gonna be huge. Yeah. So maybe One of the best things about Great 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 uh, Ace Attorney Chronicles was, it was like six gigs. Right. It was just like done. Like, right maybe, on. maybe Sony knew all along that this was coming, and they're like, people are gonna freak out at first about the 600 gigs, but trust me, they'll be fine. Yeah, just, just keep it quiet. <laughs> Even Ratchet's not that big. It's not. It was like 30, 40 yeah. gigs, something like that. Yeah. yeah, which is amazing. I mean, if they can really like cram that stuff, I'm, in, I'm curious to see what like, Horizon is. Yeah, what the me too. Of that. Like big, Horizon sprawling or world, world, open world, yeah, mm-hmm. where you can't just load stuff in like they did with Ratchet. Right, like where, where duplicated data is probably a more logical choice to solve some problems. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is coming for everybody else pretty soon. It's still only in that beta program. So if you are someone who only has a PS5 and you don't have a Series X uh, and you're bumping up against it like Matt and I are, relief is coming soon as in far a, as having in a the, sense. the yeah. in a sense. <laughs> as far as the option for relief is coming soon if you're wealthy. Um if you feel like you can blow a few hundred bones just on a little chip because that's really all they are yeah um then relief is coming uh but i think probably the vast majority of people just don't have enough games to fill it up yet or if they're only using their ps5 for their ps5 games they definitely don't have enough to fill it up yet so um i'm just explaining how it pushed me away from my ps5 and Mm -hmm. landed me as my xbox series x being my daily driver yeah i mean certainly and it also works better for game pass too because it's like I'm like, if I want to sample this... I never I'm worry like, about having yeah, space for it. exactly. Yeah. It's just there. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that was smart. Like, Microsoft is like, we got to put a bigger drive in this because if we want people to use Game Pass the way we need them to use Game Pass to make Game Pass the success we need it to be, they're going to need a bigger hard drive. And it mm-hmm. was smart, and it's working on me. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, I never dreamed that I would be playing my Xbox. I mean, go back and watch Game Face from when these consoles launched and... I never would have dreamed back then that I would be spending all my time playing my Series X and my PlayStation 5 would just be sitting there, turned off. When did Ratchet come out? Last month? June. Not last month, because it's August today. Um, I had not turned on my PS5 in a month and a half, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I the PS5, the first time I turned it on after Ratchet was, I think, uh, Great, Ace, Great, Great Ace Attorney. Which you could have got on Switch or could PC. I, PC, yeah, but I just PS5 made the most sense for me because... I mean, if I'm if I'm super honest, it was because if I'm going to hold a controller for that long, I'd rather hold the Dual Sense. Yeah. Oh, I'd agree with that for sure. Yep. Um, even though I do have like the awesome Xbox controller, the Dual Sense is better. Yeah. Well, I also don't want to sit in my office and play that. I want to play on my couch. Yep. So it's between Switch and PlayStation Five, and I would rather hold the Dual Sense than the. So wait, your Pro series controller. is it on your living room? My series is, but Ace Attorney Chronicles isn't on that. Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha. Okay. If it was, I would have gotten it on that. Yeah. So but there I, you go. But I, the the daily driver was out of the out of the options, so I had to I had to choose one of the also rans, and I, <laughs> I picked the PS5. I had to pull some. Congratulations, out of Sony! You <laughs> you won the Ace Attorney Chronicles dog race. Like, hey, hmm. And what a what a dog race it was, Indeed. Matt. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Um, so anyway, whenever they do finally release this, it's basically a firmware update that you're going to need to download that will enable the SSD expansion. When they do that, we'll be sure to let you know. We're not going to discuss it in depth again, uh, but we'll be sure to let you know that it's available for everyone. So you, if you're one of those people who've been waiting to expand your storage on uh, your PlayStation 5, uh, you can do it. All right, let's move on to our last topic of our first episode in our brand new studio. We're going to talk about the Halo Infinite technical test that was going on this entire weekend. Matt, were you able to play it at all? No, I was not invited to this. Okay. Um, I just asked. Mm. <laughs> I just, I, in fact, I just asked on Facebook, a guy that I know that also, works. I think I don't, I don't think I realized it was happening until it was already halfway over. Oh. So. I just asked. Like, I know a guy who works at 343 on Facebook, and I just messaged him. I'm like, hey, can I get in? He's like, yep. He sent me a code like mm-hmm. 10 minutes later or whatever. Unfortunately. Figured you'd be playing it anyway. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I was in here all weekend long, I did not get to play it as much as I wanted to because I'll say this. In hindsight, I really wish I could have played it a lot more because I really liked it. Like, hmm. if you've watched us talk about Halo 4 or Halo 5 around these parts, neither one of us have been big fans. I wouldn't even say we were even fans. You hate it more than I do, those last two games. No, I, mean, I, not in the multi- I found them tolerable. Not in the multiplayer sense, but like I, yeah, I, I physically dislike 4, and yeah. I didn't like 5 much. Yeah, I found them tolerable, but still not up to scratch with the old Halo games. And if you can see there, the lower third says it all. Combat devolved. They have rolled things back for Halo Infinite to the way I would argue most people prefer that they be. So one of the polarizing things from the last couple Halo games is the traversal options that they've given you. Um, They've expanded them and allowed you to do things you couldn't do in Halo games before, but a lot of people argue that it really kind of took the soul and the spirit away from Halo. So things like the, um, the, the ground pound has been removed. Um, what else? There was that other mechanic that they gave you. I think it was just in Halo 5. They took that away too. Um, and basically all you have now is a sprint and a slide, and you can climb over stuff. And that's it. And I would even... And the grappling hook. Right. Well, I was going to get to that. Um, Which it, is very prominent in this footage. It's very prominent in this footage, and it's very prominent in the game, and it works very, very well and feels like... Seamless. So if you remember how Titanfall allowed you to run on walls and it just felt like butter and it just worked mm-hmm. and it was intuitive, the grapple hook in this feels the same exact way. It's very smooth. It's not like this thing where you like stop and there's this awkward transition where it flies out of your fist and then it hooks onto something and pulls you up. It's very fluid and smooth in one motion when you use it, especially if you start to get better using it. Um, so they have actually dialed back the control options, the the traversal options in Halo Infinite compared to Halo 4 and Halo 5. And I'll be honest with you, it's like less is is more. It absolutely less is more. I don't know if it's my nostalgia factor kicking in, but I'll just say this, Matt. Playing this feels like playing Halo 3. Hmm. My favorite Halo of all time. And I know people will debate what their favorite Halo is. My favorite is Halo 3, and Infinite feels like playing Halo 3. I'm very excited about that. Now, one caveat that I have with this is that at the beginning of this technical test, you could only play against bots. And it was like, so you'd have human teammates against a team of bots and they were terrible. And it, I, heaven forbid if we ever, if you ever have to play against the bots, cause they're basically brain dead. 
But eventually, across the weekend, like the last couple hours it was available, they did open it up to human teams against human teams. Unfortunately, I only managed to play one match of humans against humans before it was turned off. Why did they do that? Technical tests. They're just trying mm-hmm. to make sure that everything's working. I don't know why they waited so long to turn on the humans against humans. Um, they weren't even supposed to at all. It was supposed to be bots the whole time. And I think at the end, they're just like, let's throw these people a bone, and they let people play some matches uh, human against human for a while. But I, did, I uncovered a bunch of stuff about this playing it that um, was pretty crazy. One thing I will say is I mentioned earlier about Jack Frags was playing the PC version of this. Locked at 60 frames a second, which he was complaining about, like, over and over and over again. It it was locked at 60 frames per second for me, and it felt great. Like, mm. <laughs> it's just, I guess, expectations, what you're used to. And I am used to, at this point, I am getting used to playing shooters at 120 frames. Uh, before I quit playing Call of Duty from all the cheating, um, I had gotten used to playing at 120 frames per second. Um, but maybe it's been a couple months now since I quit playing COD. And uh, I had forgotten it, but I thought this game played like butter and felt great. Um, the, it was also loaded with a bunch of stuff that isn't necessarily related to playing modes or playing against other human beings. Like, all the tertiary stuff was in there already, Matt. So, like, mm-hmm. all the, the customization in this game is crazy. And I'll just be the first one to tell you that, like, I never really cared about, like, customizing my armor in Halo 4 or 5. I just didn't. Like, in... I didn't dive into it enough to know how much more robust this is, but I'm telling you, it is insane. There are separate armor pieces that you can color, paint, wrap. I think they have a word for it, Um, like dip or something like that. But there are, let's see, let me go through it. Oh, it's called coating. So armor coating for helmets, visors, chest pieces, left shoulder, right shoulder, glove, wrist, hip, knee pads. Those are all separate parts that you can color hmm. and... You can color and no one will ever notice. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> That's why I never even cared. Like, But yeah. what I would do well, especially is... Because I, used to, I mean, I used to do that. I used to customize my character and do that. But the problem was always like, well, we'd always just end up playing team games. We'd all be red or blue anyway. So like, like yep. none of it, it only mattered if you're playing like free-for-all deathmatch kind of thing. And no Pretty one ever much. does that. Yeah. I never really messed with it. And for whatever reason, they've just gone completely overboard with it for, for Halo infinite and some people will like that i have seen people talk about how much they liked uh customizing their armor in halo 5 for example so it's not that out of the ordinary um but as i said it was bots only for pretty much the entire weekend there was some real matches right before it closed um they have made some significant tweaks to weapons which i also think will make halo people very happy the battle rifle is is once again a power weapon and so what I found is a battle rifle and some grenades, and off I went. And again, it felt like playing the classic Halo games. The dance is back, Matt. The, mm. You know what I'm talking about. The strafe mm-hmm. hop dance where you're trying to lead your enemy with your grenades while you're firing your battle rifle. It was, it was like this huge rush of nostalgia for me. Um, there wasn't a lot... One thing I would say is there wasn't a lot of new stuff. Like you've been seeing in this footage, there's like that new shield Mm -hmm. that kind of replaces the bubble shield. I'm a little torn on that because the new shield has panels. And if they shoot an individual panel, that panel will will shatter and you're not protected by that one cube of the panel anymore versus the bubble shield, which was like all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Like once it died, you're vulnerable. But when it was working, it was just flat out working. So in this, they can... 
I can see where people who are going against people with the shield will like that because they can focus on that one panel and get a window into hitting it. I will say this. It does create more strategy overall from using it. But other than that, there wasn't a lot of new stuff I came across. The other thing I would say, too, is the pistol, totally OP again, which, again, Mm -hmm. that's Halo. Like the pistol in the original Halo games, you could wipe the map with that pistol. And in this game, same deal. Like two headshots, I was dropping people with the pistol. And uh, to me, I'm totally cool with that. Um, some other stuff that was included, there is a, there are these things called weapon drills. They're just basically almost like a firing range, but they're, they're tied into the progression. So basically enemies just appear and run across like the firing range and you just shoot them and you have to try to destroy them all within a set period of time. There's three levels of difficulty for those and those all tie into the unlocks and the battle pass. They showed off the battle pass. It seems to be pretty cool as far as like you're going to be able to unlock most of this stuff for free. I think the math on the battle pass from the last one was like, 10 minutes equals a penny or something like that. I don't know if they've carried over that ratio for Halo Infinite's unlocks, uh, but I would would be surprised if they strayed too far away from it. Um, What else? Let's see. There is the Academy, which teaches players how to play Halo um, using weapons drills, the training modules I already talked about. Um, Another addition to this game that is really smart is there's a new... um, like a signifier when you're when you're shooting enemies like parts of their body light up to show you where they're being struck it seems like a really silly addition but it makes a huge difference like it it helps you really scope in your headshots so if you think you're hitting land in the head the feedback will say nope you got the right shoulder nope you got the top of the chest or you got the left shoulder or you got the neck um, it, you can see that indicator and very quickly just tick your aim up just enough to land that headshot. And if, mm-hmm. obviously everybody else has it too. So it's not like it's some, it's a, an ability that only you get that gives you an advantage. Everybody has it. But it just makes targeting a lot easier, which playing shooters with an analog stick, a lot of people would argue that's something that you need. I would not argue that, but some people would. Some people feel like playing shooters with an analog stick is like trying to chew gum and rub your tummy at the same time. Um... What else did I experience? Um, The armor customization, I talked about that. Uh, There's a vehicle bay. So just as granular as the armor stuff is for your character, the vehicles are the same way. Hmm. Like each vehicle has like 15 or 20 plates on it that can all be customized, can all be wrapped. Um, They really have gone overboard with the ability to customize the different parts of everything. Um, but you can do the same thing with guns. You can coat your guns, and each weapon is broken down into a bunch of different parts. A lot of the weapon skins are unlocked in the battle pass. Um, you can give your your uh, your character robot appendages. Uh, you can give a personality to your AI. So your Cortana, you can give... There's like a list of like 10 different personalities you can assign to... It's not Cortana, obviously, but mm-hmm. for use of, for lack of a better example... You can customize your Cortana, and they have a different voice, a different way they will respond to you. You can change its color, and you can coat it the way that you want to. Um, what else? It just goes on and on. And this is all just in this little technical test. All this stuff was included in here already. Um, I think that's it, actually, though. Hmm. I think that's everything that I gleaned from my time. And again, I did not get to play this as much as I wanted to. There are There were no vehicles in the technical test yet. 
Um, I think maybe in the next week or two, they're planning on including the vehicles in this stuff. But so far, there's nothing. So I wasn't able to try out any of the new vehicles that may be in it. I wasn't even able to try out really any new weapons. Everything seemed to be something that I had played with before unless I missed something along the way. Um, I did get to mess around with the sniper rifle for a little bit. You can do quick scoping. You can actually quick scope with almost, almost any weapon that I mess around with, which, again, that's one of those things that some people hate and some people love. This is the firing range stuff I was talking about. And again, there's three different levels of difficulty for this, which just basically means you have less time to complete each round. Um, and it, you can take any weapon in there. So if you get a new weapon and you want to try it out or become better with it, you can take it in there and try to use it and become better with it. Um, there were three maps that I remembered playing. One of them was really boring and just kind of asymmetrical. Um, one of them was big and symmetrical, and I liked it a lot. And then the third map that I got to play was this smaller, almost kind of urban, and it was the best because it was just everybody just mobbed together, grenades going everywhere, circle strafing going on all over the place. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, Matt. I'm pleasantly surprised by this. And best of all, this is all going to be free, all free to play. I mean, Mm -hmm. even the campaign's going to be free if you have Game Pass. But even if you're not a Game Pass subscriber, Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be free. This is the map that I did not like, by the way. This is the one that I thought was boring. There's like a lot of choke points and dead ends, and I hate maps like that. Um, so this was like the boring one, but then the other two other maps I really liked. Like the bigger symmetrical one, I think might end up becoming like a classic Halo map. Um, I kept hoping that we would that one would keep coming up um, every time we played, but it just didn't happen. Um, so I had a very positive experience with Halo Infinite. I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't want it to end mostly because I didn't get to play it as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I was moving in here, getting everything set up, taking care of the old studio, making sure it's all cleaned up. I just, my life has been bonkers for the last like three or four days straight. Um, and so it came at an unfortunate time. I did manage to get enough time into it to kind of understand the overarching theme of the game. And again, Combat Devolved. They have rolled it back to what I believe a lot of people think are the glory days of Halo multiplayer. And I think people are going to like it a lot. Obviously, the jury is still out on the vehicles. I haven't had a chance to really mess around with them. Um, But what I've played so far, I am really, really impressed with. I wonder if anybody else in our chat managed to get into the tech test and if they have any impressions and if they vary from mine at all. Some people may like the changes that have come to Halo over the last couple entries. I don't, but I know... You know, multiplayer-wise, the games have done well. They've built audiences that have stuck with the games for a significant amount of time. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, I had a blast with it. I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, I can't wait to play more. It, I'll say this, too. If they carry that over into the campaign, I'm really excited for the campaign as well. Uh, I, we did get that kind of big chunk of campaign stuff. I didn't really get that vibe from it, though. Did you? No. It I seemed mean, like it can, was. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. I none of this makes me feel any better about the campaign. About the campaign? Yeah. Yeah. What about multiplayer? Do you think you might return if it's more of the classic style? No. No. I don't I don't have any interest or time for To me it's just throwing myself at the same thing over and over again. I don't care. Like I get I get nothing. I get no pleasure out of multiplayer shooters anymore. You think you ever will? Nah. No. You think that ship has sailed for you? Yeah, even watching you just like kill people in this, I just it's it just makes me feel like bored and tired. Wow! And I just don't care. Interesting. Okay. The whatever I played so many of them in the mid two thousands. At some point, I just lost 
Whatever, whatever that button in your brain that gives you dopamine when you succeed at doing something in a game, like that button for for first person shooter multiplayer broke in my head. Like Interesting, it's just, it's just not there anymore. Um, okay, which is weird because I got you know as you kill you know you I can remember I remember you know that that rush of you bre- breaking that shield and getting that last couple yep. shots and getting the kill right before they can kill you and. Like, but then I think about how many times I've done that, and it just makes me kind of nauseous. Oh, interesting. Like it's, I mean, it's true. I'm never going to tell anyone else not to play. They it. do become it's repetitive like, over time. Yeah, I just, you know, all games are like that to some degree. But what, like, I I have left multiplayer shooters behind, and I do not miss them. I'm even kind of burning out on Rocket League at this point. Like mm-hmm. my Rocket League resurgence mm-hmm. is starting to feel like I'm not progressing. The people I'm playing against and with right. aren't progressing. I'm not seeing people doing stuff that I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, to where I'm like, oh, I need to learn that so I can get better. Like I've hit that plateau, I right. guess. And I guess I'm not good enough to like be playing with like the esports guys who just fly mm-hmm. the whole freaking time. So I'm not getting pushed to get better at this point. And basically, whether I win or lose depends on yeah. whether I mean, my team. That's pretty much suck. my ceiling for like fighting games now too. Yeah. So I hit a point where I'm like, I'm not getting any better. I'm not figuring out anything new against you know. I'm getting beat the same way, and I'm not kind of like or I'm winning the, ceiling, the same way. I'm the same way, same thing, and. uh I hit a point where it's like, well, I could either like really buckle down and figure out this game, or I could move on to something else. And usually, I move on to something else. And sometimes it's because I have to, because we gotta we gotta talk about stuff. Yep. But I feel like if even if I didn't do this show, I don't feel like I would stick with too much. I might I might stick have stuck more with Virtual Fighter, the one that just came out. Yeah. I I, enjoy, I played a lot of that online and enjoyed it, it despite the lack of rollback. It was just nice to play Virtual Fighter again. Yep. And I'm, I'm Matt. That's part of what I'm considering right now. Is like, is this me with my nostalgia goggles on because right. yeah i mean it know, could be but i feel like that's only going to last about a day when the game's out it could and you're be. and you're in the middle of it well then you're ho- you're hoping that the maps the vehicles carry right. you for a couple more days like maybe mm-hmm. there's some cool like match variants i think you'll know it. i think you'll know pretty quick yeah once you have your hands on the final thing i mean i'll just say this this it feels really good mm-hmm. it feels real good like really responsive like i felt like halo 4 and 5 like it just like the whole like aerial stuff with the thrusters, it just it's not Halo, and this to me feels like Halo, but it doesn't feel completely antiquated. Like I've gone back and played Halo One or Halo Two. Like I said, the nearest comparison to me, the nearest comp is Halo Three, and that's mm-hmm. my favorite Halo game. So I'm pretty excited about it. It also appears that this game is going to be as feature rich as what we've seen we saw from Halo Three. Um, all kinds of stuff is leaked out from this technical test. I should bring that up. Um, a battle royale mode appears to be in the works. They found some audio files that are hinting mm-hmm. at there's that there's going to be a battle yeah, royale. Um, they data mined this also. And there's I- definitely a timeline where Halo invents the battle royale. Yeah, like the game. This, this series has always been about the big maps and the big. Like there's definitely a a version of reality where that happened. I where think. It, but it didn't unfortunately it didn't. because it Bungie stopped making it. I would argue, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. <clears throat> three four three had that. Ye- three or four years where they just had to figure out how to make a freaking Halo game, and that's what we got with Halo 4. <laughs> Instead of a Halo game. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, 343, I really don't like that game. <laughs> they're a good studio, though. Um, they're skilled. Are yeah. they Are they good at making a Halo game? We'll see. I feel like this is kind of their last chance. So, to me, so far, so good. Um, but you're right. It could be one of those things where... I get five or six hours into the multiplayer, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I know all about this. Like, And it starts to feel too common. But mm-hmm. what I played so far, I loved it. it. And it does feel a lot like the old Halo game. So if you are someone 
who played Halo 4 and Halo 5 and were like, what the F is this? I think you're going to be relieved when you play this multiplayer. And again, everyone's going to be able to play it because it is going to be free. So anyway, there you go. That's the Halo Infinite technical test. There are more coming up. Um, You can go to the official website and you can sign up. From what I understood, it seemed like the vast majority of people who actually signed up and tried to get in did get in. Um, You just kind of had to know about it and go and actually sign up for it. Um, And I don't know if because I was in on week one, if I'll have to ask my buddy to get in on the next one or not. I'm not sure if it'll roll over. Um, Generally, that's how those tests work. Like They'll keep everybody who was already in the first week and just add people as they start spinning up servers and time goes on. Uh, But I'm not sure about that. But um, if you're a Halo fan, you should definitely try to get on the list. Definitely try to check it out. It is worth your time. I promise you that. All right, it's time to get to some Q&A. And the show's wrapped up a little bit early because this has literally been the slowest week in gaming like ever. So we can answer a bunch of questions from you guys if you have them. Um, we're pretty open. If you want to ask about like our new location or the set, I'll answer questions about that uh, or anything else we plan on doing with the show. If you showed up late and you weren't here when I kind of talked about everything off the beginning, if you want to ask questions here at the end of the show, I'm willing to answer them and kind of reiterate the stuff I talked about at the beginning uh, because a lot of people do kind of show up in the middle of stuff. Uh, let's see if we've got... Okay, here's Eth Demon. He asks, Given all the stuff happening over at Activision Blizzard with number of projects seemingly on hold, do you think Call of Duty comes out this year? Yes, absolutely, Call I of do. Duty comes out this year more, is more likely than the sun rising tomorrow. <laughs> it is definitely going to come out Activision this year. Blizzard will go bankrupt if Call of Duty doesn't yeah. come out. It's literally like $2 billion that they rely on. Yeah, it, it is hell or high water. It's coming, no absolutely. Question. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that at all. That, that whole Call of Duty thing, it's a machine. Yeah. Like, nothing that happens socially is going to affect whether they finish a Call of Duty game. The other part of it, too, is that the studios that work on Call of Duty are not the studios involved in this scandal. Like, none of those right. studios were brought up in this. I mean, so. I'm sure there's some stuff happening. Oh, I'm there, sure, but, too. But the, but this is a more blizzard I mean, I'm pretty thing. sure that that stuff like that has happened almost at every yeah. company in the United States. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. In different varying degrees. Yeah. Like Sterling says, investigate them all. Mm-hmm. But for yep. now, it's mostly a blizzard problem. Yep. Uh, next up from Sneaky Shalich Snake. Lads, where the F is Lego Star Wars? I pre-ordered the pre-ordered it. I'm sorry. <laughs> he said, I pre-ordered it 25 months ago. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I produced a segment about that about that long ago. <laughs> June 2019. Wow. At E3. Oh. I remember that booth. He says, love the lower thirds and the windows, by the way. Awesome. I'm mm-hmm. glad you guys like it. I hope you guys all feel like this has all been a positive change for the show. Because yeah. uh, I've been going through crap to get at, <laughs> this done. At the at the very least, like, it's not the most important video gaming question, but it's probably one of my top three gaming questions right now is, <laughs> what is going on with this Lego Star Wars game? It is bizarre. I don't know. I don't know what the You want to talk about something that should be just a, a one-and-done slam dunk, like, in terms of what you're developing. Like, who does... What What is happening? I don't know. I What's really the holdup, boys? Like, I don't... <laughs> Uh, I, somebody, I mean, you're gonna Matt McMuscles is gonna have to do a what happened about this game, and it's gonna be fine. It's not even gonna be a bad game. He's just gonna be like, he's yeah. like, I don't know. We just gotta find out why it took four years yeah. to make another Lego Star Wars game. Scorpio's fine. It says it got canceled. I didn't hear that. Canceled. It didn't get canceled. Hansel. No way. They just they just showed like a new trailer for it not long. Ago. Hansel. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's it's not canceled. Yeah. Um, Lestevid. 
They just announced a new Lego Star Wars special for Disney Plus today. Oh, they did. It's a Halloween special. Oh, really? It's be like, a, like a horror anthology cool. story. Uh, special Star Wars special. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, Les David, the Olympics used video game soundtrack for the opening. They did. Yeah, they did. And it was really cool. You know what? They also did that in China, though, too. Some of the, yeah. I mean, I think the, the the music they used in Japan was a little more recognizable. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But they did done that at the Olympics before. Yeah. But obviously, it's Japan. They better. Yeah. If they're not going to do it. They played the Olympus Coliseum uh, music from Kingdom Hearts, among a bunch of other stuff. But that was funny. Uh, Minority Games. Hey, gents. This sifter is a dad. Awesome. I don't know if that's mm. new to you, but if it is, congratulations. Um, Game Face will be there through the diaper changes and the terrible twos. Well, I hope as you rock your baby to sleep at night, which you will end up doing a lot, that uh, you mm-hmm. pop in your earbuds and you listen to Game Face. Yeah, use earbuds so I don't wake them up. People like you are going to be <laughs> are very thankful for the length of Game Face. Our three-hour episodes, I get messages from people all the time how it gets people through whatever uh, because we give you so much time uh, and content every week. That's great to hear. Congratulations. Hope you're doing good yeah. and you're getting I wish some... I could listen to it. <laughs> Why can't you? I already know what happens. Oh, well. I still listen to our show sometimes. <laughs> I know what I think. I don't need to listen to me. I still listen to our show sometimes, believe it or not. I listen to podcasts like all day, mm. every day. Um, and I'm working on an idea for a new podcast, one that's more sustainable than Three Night Weekend. So stay tuned. Um, Lynn Jeff 99, where's your new studio? Santa Monica or near Activision? We are five blocks from our old studio. Mm-hmm. But we are basically right next to Riot Games. Yeah. And we're across, catty cornered across the street from where Matt and I used to work at G4. Mm-hmm. So we're back in our old stomping grounds, basically. We're not far from that Activision place, wherever. I don't know if they moved. And then I said, well, they did move, actually. The old one on Ocean Park, I don't right. know where the new one is. Yeah, I don't know. The old one on Ocean Park's a good ways away. Mm-hmm. But they're not there anymore. They moved somewhere else. That's super far. I mean, three miles, four miles, maybe, something like that. We used um, to walk to one of the Activision places from where we were. That's got to be something different than the Ocean Park. Like, we definitely walked to have lunch with some of the PR people from Activision a couple of times back, like kind of down south that way. Yeah, you could. You wouldn't want to walk. You wouldn't make it back in time for your lunch hour. I'll put it to you <laughs> that way. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, yeah, so we're still in west border of West L.A., Santa Monica. Um, so we're on the west side still, but not Santa Monica proper or Venice Beach proper. Um, Vincent, you mentioned Portal earlier. Have you been following the Splitgate saga? What are people talking about Splitgate? What is that? I don't know. I we've not obviously. Basically, a shooter with portals, massively popular, needed more servers, might be worth a check if there's nothing next week. Okay, we'll take a look, see what's up. Tiny Two K gifted out more subs. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard awesome. Splitgate. I've also heard was it Blazeball, that mobile game? Blazeball. Blazeball. B L A S E Ball. It's a it's like a weird mobile game that's kind of catching fire right now. I've never heard of it. Look it up. I see ads for it. I haven't played it, but it's one of the it's the it's the new hotness. Apparently. I mean, that's where we're at for the first couple weeks of August. The end of August, pretty sweet. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of big games coming out at the end of the month, um, and I'm excited about that because it's been a while since we've had like bang bang bang. Here's a yeah. bunch of awesome. Yeah, I'm games still annoyed that one of them is in Kenna. I was looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. Um, but that's been delayed as well. So, um, thanks again, Tiny Two K, for gifting all those subs, bro. It's really awesome. Um, oh, Emperor Dread. I just wish I was in L.A. so I could get that Invisible Wall sign. It was my first podcast show. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so some of you guys don't – maybe you don't follow me on Twitter or you just don't go on Twitter at all. Um, but when I was in the process of moving, 
I got down to where there was like <clears throat> five things left in the old studio, and one of them was the old Invisible Walls set prop. The basically mm-hmm. the logo of Invisible Walls. It's huge. It weighs. It doesn't look that. It never looked that big on the show. It always looked like it was like this big, but it's actually like this big and like this tall, and it weighs like twenty pounds. And I just I didn't want to move it again. I had moved it like three different times. Like basically, what happened was. Um, I left game trailers, and then obviously they hung on there for a while. Well, when they found out that Viacom had sold them to Defy, Ryan Stevens called me, and he's like, hey, like this invisible wall sign is here, and they're just going to throw it out, and you created the show. I was just going to see if you wanted it. And so my gut reaction was like, yeah, of course. Now, that's part of my history. I, that was one of the first shows I created when I got the game trailers. I liked the memento. And so I went and I got it. And all it's just become this thing that I've had to like drag mm-hmm. around. Like we had it at our, our first studio, and then when we had to, we went into Matt's house. I took it home, and it sat at my my apartment for a while. My wife hated it, <laughs> and then when we got the second studio, I took it out of the apartment so she would quit complaining about it and put it in the other studio, and it just sat there, leaned up against the wall for two years. Um, and so when I was moving into this new studio, I was like, you know what? It, it's time to turn the page. So. I went on to my Twitter feed and I was like, hey, I'm like, if I did like a charity auction for this, would any of you bid? And probably like four or five people were like, yeah, and that wasn't enough. I was like, I'm not going to go through a whole charity of auction and having to like set it up with a charity and then ship it out. And so I was just going to throw it away. And then someone in L.A. reached out to me and they're like, I want it. Don't throw it away. Um, And so yesterday I met with a couple people who came from Silver Lake, which is another part of Los Angeles. Uh, to pick it up. And we ended up having a conversation for like an hour about game trailers and everything. It was really fun and really cool. A guy named Michael has it now, and so it's been passed to a super fan. Uh, let me tell you, Twist, he was it's Michael Pactor. He was a super <laughs> fan. He was telling me exactly. He was telling me stories about how him and his best friend, like he was, he was Team Shane, and his best friend was Team Marcus, and they would always argue. So anyway, it was, it was a nice little nostalgia trip. Really, I good, was always Team Marcus. Yeah, <laughs> really good dudes uh, that we got to talk for like an hour or whatever. It was fun. So anyway, it was not thrown away. The Invisible Walls prop, the only existing piece of memorabilia from the show, honestly, mm. is still alive, and it's in safe hands. Uh, there is a fan out there who really loved the show who now has it. So it felt good to pass it on to somebody who appreciated it, cherished it, and really loved the show. And uh, so there you go. That's where it is. Um, snark. Do you ever plan to invite game devs, maybe old friends in the business, to the show? Matt and I were just talking about that before this episode. Yes, we are talking about that. Will they be in person? Probably not, although that may change in the near future as COVID relaxes, uh, but not immediately, no. Um, will they come on via Skype or Zoom? Maybe. Will it be pre recorded, kind of like the stuff I do with Vincent? Maybe. We're still figuring it all out, but certainly it is a possibility going forward. So we'll see. Uh, OCD Master 1, when do you think we will get a 2 terabytes PS5 or Series X? Will we ever? No, I don't think we will. Because they have the yeah. expansion, they've gone so far into this expansion. Yeah, it makes more sense cost-cutting-wise to just keep it, you know, especially if you're going to update the power of the hardware. Yep. You keep the hard drive the same size because you're already you're going. We want to basically probably charge the same amount you charged for the initial console, and you know, a few years later. Yeah. 
Um, and if you up the hard drive size, you're going to add cost to that. So I think they're just going to stay one terabyte or, or eight eight twenty five in the case of the PS five. I agree. Yep. Um, the Big Smoke eighty two. The new studio looks fantastic. Note Matt's house fantastic. Not Matt's house fantastic, but close. <laughs> Takes a lot to live I up definitely in Matt's pre- crib. I definitely prefer to live there yeah. than here. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> uh, but yeah, especially I think after we get the set dressed and uh, the lighting's a little better, we get the cameras dialed in a little better because they were saying earlier in the show that like the camera was going light to dark. Uh, once we get like the the apertures and all that stuff set on the cameras and it looks solid, I think you guys will like it even more. But already, it I like it more than any studio we've had. Um, I just like being able to see outside. It's nice to work in here and see outside. Because mm-hmm. our last place was like a dungeon. Yeah, we got to figure the, the light balance out. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Obviously, I'm like all dark and you can see like our parking lot, the parking lot outside and whatnot. Um, and actually, if you actually look out this window behind me, you can even see the twin skyscrapers at Century City. But you can't because it's framed out of, it's out of frame on the camera. Mm-hmm. But um, we got a decent view here, which is pretty cool. Um, and I just think it just makes the show feel more alive. Um both studios we've had had no windows. Yeah, I mean, the, also the trick is, is, is as winter starts, it's gonna be dark. You're gonna watch the basically watch the light change behind yeah. us as we do. Yeah, the show. Time is, I'm wearing the middle of summer right now, so it stays sunny yeah, like, like way later. In the depths of winter, it's almost dark by 4 p.m. Yep, so. it is. Yep, and that's when our lighting will take over more. I know, actually, probably the the exposure on the cameras will be better then. Too. Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough, um, this is for Vidya Games. Either of you pre-order a play date. Seems super niche. Too niche for me. It is, it is too niche for me. I, like, it's really I, cool. Yeah, I, I will say, like, I at least understand why Playdate is a thing more than the the Amico. I'd agree with that. Like, I I get a what Playdate's after. Yeah. It's not for me, but, like, I get it. Yep, I get it, too. Um, I think the Amico is going to tank. You think? Sorry, Tommy Tellerico. But you came on my show and turned it into an advertisement, so you get what you get. Uh, but yeah, I think it looks the the play it looks really cool, but it's just it's too expensive for something. It's just like a novelty. Mm-hmm. Like I really admire what they're doing. It's just it's too much for what it is. Yeah, I mean it's just it's for the play date. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I think the play date is more reasonably priced than the Amico for what it is. I'd agree like, with that. Yeah, but it's just not something I feel an attachment to enough to want to do. It's just you know I get there's for some people that have a nostalgia for that kind of th- experience. Awesome. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm, I think that's cool, but like, it's just not for me. It's, I might still, I might have still bought it if I thought it was going to be something that might increase in value over time. I just don't see it because yeah, I don't know. It's just Hard like to this say. third party company. So anyway, it just seemed too risky to me. So yeah, I don't think either one of us are going to get it. Um, but maybe I'll reach out to them and see if they'll send me like one to test. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, and then we can talk about it here on the show. But I don't think I'll be buying one. Um, JM Rain 99 thanks again for everything you do man all the making it rain all the the bits all the gift subs everything you do man hope you're doing good I was Brack leaving Blizzard what other steps do you think Blizzard will need to take to turn things around also do you think that Sony and Xbox will allow cancellations for Diablo 2 given the current situation so I think he's asking like if a customer doesn't want to support Blizzard and mm-hmm. ask for a refund do we think Sony and Xbox will honor that I think they probably would Mm, I think it's like 50-50. I mean, Xbox, you can do that. Uh, I don't know about Sony. Sony used to be like if you pre-ordered something, you were stuck unless you contacted them. But I feel like if you contacted them and said why, I think they would probably do it. 
Like they've they've gotten better about stuff like that lately. As long as you haven't already downloaded anything. Yeah. Um, if you've already downloaded something, like it's basically you're 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 beyond the point of no return at that point. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything to download from Diablo two yet though, because it's a long way out. Um, I mean, I'm certainly not going to buy Diablo two now. Like I I don't I don't I want to I love I love Diablo two I was looking forward. You to mean on every, principle you're not yeah, going to buy it? I'm not gonna, I'm not giving them my money after so all. So what this. could they do that would change your mind so that you would buy it? Nothing by that point. Yeah. When does it come out again? September twenty third or something. Oh, like that. it is coming soon. I mean, I hate to say it, but like that's the only way Blizzard's going to learn because look, they were investigated for this a long time ago. Yeah. It's not a secret. Yeah. And they still couldn't get their shipping order. And people so. people have selective memories and forget about it. It's like you know like people are saying like. Like the Cosby suite thing, that was like that happened in 2013. They're like, oh, but Cosby's like trials for the the court stuff was that was like 2014. Yeah, allegations against Bill Cosby for sexual harassment and like you know like assault go back to the early 80s. Like everybody knew that's went they forever. Got out of jail on a technicality. Yeah, well, it's been you know, by the 2005, a bunch of people came, a bunch of women came forward on mass and, and and talked about what happened. Everyone knew by 2013 that 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 was basically happening. Yep. Um. And so, yeah, that was absolutely what was going on there. So uh, I see no uh, inclination or reason to support that company until we see some really drastic change. And, like, that's obviously a step forward. But you have to gut and rebuild the entire company culture there. I don't know how you – I mean, you you promote women and people of color. There needs to be more firings. More firings, uh, complete shakeup at the top ranks of Blizzard. I would say – I would say you you get rid of the Blizzard name entirely. Like, it's not – it just becomes – That's not going to happen. I think it will. I think I don't think you rehabilitate that brand name. I think you can. I don't think you can. That's big. I think Blizzard That's is a big step. I think Blizzard is gone. I think Blizzard is over. I do not agree with that. Blizzard is over. Wow. We'll see. I would be surprised if that happens. I would be surprised because it's the correct thing to do, and I would be. I mean, it probably I'd be, is. I'd be surprised if they do it to some degree, yeah. but that is what needs to happen. Blizzard needs to go away as an entity. Wow. Just call it Activision big South words. or something. Big words. Uh, Mike's Q. What is the longest you had to wait to, for a pre-order? I had a pre-order for Twilight Princess back when it was called Wind Waker 2. I don't remember that. When it was first announced that they were doing another Zelda um, for the, for uh, GameCube, it was just put in like GameStop's like computers oh, as okay. Wind Waker 2 because no one it. knew what it was yet. Okay, I had forgotten that. Also, how likely is it that someone makes a funny face in the window across the corner office during Game Face? <laughs> Which corner office? Yeah, I, know, I can't really see you through <laughs> That's there. That's like 100 yards away. They could do it. I don't think we'd ever see them. Those windows are also tinted hardcore. Yeah. Actually, ours are too. But but yeah, I don't think uh, that would be funny. But I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's possible. Um, what's the longest pre-order you've had, Matt? I don't remember. Nothing too. I used to pre-order at the very last minute because I hated giving them money for nothing. Mm. Like I hated pre-ordering. I always despised pre-orders. Because they wanted like the five dollar deposit, and I'm like, you just want that for a free investment, basically. You want me to put five bucks down so you get to make interest off that while you haven't given me the thing I paid for. So I would wait until like a week before the game came out before I pre-ordered. Uh, me, it's Ocarina of Time, easily. I pre-ordered it when I got my N64, and two years later, I finally got the game. Hmm. So yeah, that was the longest pre-order I ever had. Both Zelda games for for both of us, oddly enough. Um, Norix Nessie 94. Do you feel God of War and Gran Turismo will actually release next year? I think they will get pushed to 2023. I think God of War will definitely come out next year. Me too. Yeah. I think it'll come out. Gran Turismo? <laughs> it should. You can never you can never be sure with Polyphony. You know? <laughs> Probably next year. It but should. It should. Yeah, it should. Will it? 
but who knows? Uh, I would say that God, God of War. I, I expect I expect God of War in the first half of the year, and more likely than Gran Turismo. Even though the initial rumors were like Gran Turismo would come out this year. Yeah, I don't. I never believed any. Yeah. I mean, I never believed God of War would come out this year, but like, yeah, um, I think God of War will be out next year. I, I believe you, or I agree with you. Um, Cinetike, do you think 60 frames per second will stick as a target for this gen of consoles, at least having the option, or as time goes by, um, will they try to squeeze every last drop of visual quality and go back to 30 frames per second? P.S. I hope not. I think they will continue to keep the option, yeah. the performance and quality mode. Yep, I agree. That seems that seems to work for everyone. And it does, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good good way to Yeah, I think they'll the just difference. keep giving you the option to yeah. do what you want, and they'll make a 30 frames per second mode that just blows your doors off. Yeah, and, and also take a, back I'll, some stuff for. And the also 60. note how often, like we've also seen after the fact, the uh, once the game is done and polished, like how often they they various developers have added like a sixty frames per second with limited ray tracing mode. Right. You know, like they yep. they found a way to split that difference. Yep. For even and even you know middle of the road. One. I I think that'll continue. I think. Also, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't find sixty frames per second to be the standard. No, I me. played Ratchet on quality. I I don't mind thirty as long as I mean, it's so, well, as I long play, as it's steady. I played Ratchet on thirty. But I play, like, other stuff at 120. Like, their performance mm-hmm. mode for Call of Duty Cold War and for Rocket League, you're talking 120 frames per second. That's my standard now. And I'm yeah. fortunate that I have a TV that, you know, can display at 120 mm-hmm. frames per second in 4K. Um, but as time goes on, everyone's going to have those TVs. And that's why these consoles yeah, were like by the, the end of the gen were. that'll be a fairly common thing i think every every tv will probably be 100 yeah it'll be like you won't have a choice they're yeah, just, they're just all just the way they're gonna be that. yeah um i would really recommend if you're buying a new tv here soon put out the extra money for yeah i would definitely make sure you have 120 hertz on any new tv you were happening to buy yep in the near future um evil oni 5 will we ever see a sub 200 dollar console again no no did we ever see one? I mean, the, some of them, like I think like the Genesis was like two hundred bucks. When it was came it out, something like that? Yeah, they weren't that much back. Then. I mean, obviously that's more now. Like you know, inflation means they were probably more like four hundred dollars. I don't remember what how much this, the Genesis was. I want to say they were one ninety nine, if I remember right. Because even like, like the, the Atari twenty six hundred was like two forty nine. I can't remember too many that were two hundred or less. I want to say one. I definitely feel like the Genesis was one ninety nine at some point. Okay. Um, yeah, no. But again, if you, if, you, if you convert that to modern money, it's more like 400 Yeah, no, that's not. it's never going to happen again. Unless it's just some like an Amico type thing, which is what the Amico should cost or less. Mm-hmm. Can that's you believe how much they're charging for that thing? Is that like $350? It's, I think it's like 250 or something. Still, dude, it's like a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. Dreamcast. Dreamcast was 199 That's right. That's right. Good point. Uh, let's see. What did you think of the Suicide Squad film? I didn't see it yet. Doesn't, from, come, doesn't come out till Friday. Oh. So. And why is he asking us what we think of it? I don't know. People have seen it. They've done, like, fan premiere uh, events okay. and stuff. We like, haven't seen it yet. But no, I haven't seen it. Uh, no problem, Snark. I see you thanking us for answering your question. Who does Matt's Nails? Scorpio's Finest. Uh, this is a uh, place called Nail Garden in uh, uh, Glendale that I go to with my friend. No. Oh. Schneeky says, I can't wait to see the weather behind you. Hope there isn't any hmm. weather, dude. There's no weather You're in LA. You're seeing it it's right like, now. That's what it's going to look like forever. <laughs> like <it's... laughs> that is the weather. This is LA. This is why yeah. we pay so much money to like live the here. I, the odds that we, one of one Tuesday and the is going to be like the day one of the five days it rains is not no. like of all year. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like if you're lucky, maybe one day we'll get a huge thunderstorm back there. Actually, if, if the fires start, you'll get some nice, like, smoke gray, 
yellow dystopian haze, but that's this about is it, it, dude. This is our. This is every day. In Pretty LA. much. That's just the way it is. It's, Hot and sunny every it's day. Why it's so expensive to live here? It's just the weather's Hot perfect. Every Only day. lizards feel that way about it's this sunny kind like of weather. It's like this and seventy to seventy-five every day. Yeah, so it's been cool. It's been cooler here than in like Oregon this month, this yeah. past month. Yeah. Like it's like 80, 90 degrees in Oregon. It's like, oh, it's like 78 here. It's very nice. Yeah. yeah. And this is the desert city, right? You know? Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, this is the coolest, the cold, like weather-wise, the coolest year uh, of any year I've lived here. Yeah. It has been cold. Yeah. At times. By but, LA standards, it's But been now cold. it's just, we're getting what we pay for now. The Somewhat. last like it's month 80-ish, is just yeah, but, but like, But even then, like, when we first moved here in like 2004, it was like 90, 100 degrees know, all July. It was, it was it like was. July and August were uh-huh. roasting at all times. Yep. Like coming out of the office at the end of the day, you know, being all the air conditioning all, all day, you'd come out, you're just like, what the hell has been going on out here? <laughs> and now it's just like very pleasant. Yep. Um, Matt is right. Today's PR notice was all letterhead for Blizzard, not Activision Blizzard. I'm not sure what that means. They're pinning it all on Blizzard. Oh, okay. And when they get rid of the Blizzard name... It will be like it never happened. Wampler brings up a good point. My new order tickets that I've already had for two mm, years that yeah. I'm now going to have for three That's the longest years. pre-order. I just realized Pre-new I had the, order. I just realized I had the camera on me the whole time there. Um, yeah. Actually, those new order tickets, I've had them for two years, and now it's going to be three years. Yeah. If the Blizzard – we should place bets on the Blizzard. If the Blizzard name goes away, I win the fantasy draft automatically. <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> I'm not agreeing to that. Oh, you're not that sure. No, nope. okay. I'm trying to go back-to-back for the first time here. Like, we'll see if it happens. I still don't believe it. I have a feeling that, like, something's going to happen and I'm going to still lose. Um, okay, I think that's it. Um, oh, Jam Rain, I live in Minnesota. You're making me not want to support you <laughs> with the weather talk. I've experienced minus 40 below. I was just watching a, a documentary on YouTube about Siberia, and there mm-hmm. is this town up there where it's like the average temperature during the winter is minus 52 mm-hmm. Fahrenheit, and it gets down to like minus 72. It was mind-blowing, dude. Yeah, some of that stuff up like in there, like Minnesota, stuff, it's like that's not, as Lewis Black says, it's not weather. That's an emergency condition. It is. Like fly me somewhere where it's like 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Um, okay, I think that's going to do it for Game Face 266, our first episode in our new digs. I hope you guys like them. Um, we will keep working on the space, keep working on the cameras, keep working on the lighting and get it better for you guys. Don't forget, next week, name that game for the first time. Bring your A game if you're going to try to beat this guy because he is like an encyclopedia of game knowledge, and it's going to be tough to beat him. But if you do, you'll win awesome prizes. Um, before we go, I just want to thank everybody who is on. There's still more questions we could have answered. Um, thank you guys for staying on the stream for the whole, sh- the whole show and asking great questions at the end. Thanks for the bits. Evaloni5 just gave us another 100 bits. Thanks for all the gift subs that people gave out. Thanks for all the Twitch Prime from today. You guys are awesome. Um, if people are listening to this show out on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or wherever the heck else the show is, and you want to support us, head to patreon.com slash sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D without the E. Um, And if you can't afford to support us at all, you can always help us with Twitch Prime by subscribing to our Twitch channel. Um, It's very easy for watching us on YouTube. You can just look down in the description below. Also, while you're at it, why not ring that bell and hit the like button and all that other crap you're supposed to do so you know whenever our show's going live. 
Um, also, if you can't afford to help us and you want to know when our stuff does go live for free, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sifted Games. You can find me, I'm at Dinfire, D-I-N-F-I-R-E. You can find Matt at M Kyle. That's M-K-E-I-L. Anything else? Don't think so. I think that's it. Um, thanks for showing up. Thanks for your support on our Patreon. Without you guys, we wouldn't have this new studio. Let's just be honest. You guys have paid for our new studio. And uh, I really appreciate it. Um, and the good news is we're not paying more than we were before, and we got a nice upgrade on the place. And Matt even has his own par- parking yeah, space Yeah, you don't have to park in the weird Yeah, He used weird to have to park out areas. in the neighborhood. Now he has a parking space in our garage. So. No longer do we suffer the tyranny of the street cleaning yeah, exactly. hours. <laughs> Matt, I think this might be the only good thing that came out of COVID is that the, uh, the office space rentals have just plummeted. Because mm-hmm. so many businesses, I hate to say, have gone out of business. And so there's just office space open all over L.A. right now. Uh, and that's one of the only things related to COVID that's actually worked out in our favor through all of this. Um, but anyway, as always, um, head to patreon.com slash sifted if you want to help us out. And you could help us out. It just turned over. And I think we may be at the lowest our Patreon has been maybe ever right now. Um, I don't know what happened. We lost so many patrons over this month's turnover. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Um, because they didn't leave like their exit interviews or whatever. Most people don't. So anyway, if you've ever thought about, hey, maybe I should support Sifted on Patreon, now's the time. We just got our new studio, and we got a bunch of expenses. I also had to pay, this sucks, Matt, I had to pay an extra house month rent at our old place. Yeah. Why? Because I had reached out to them about reworking our lease, and they said, we'll get back to you, and they kept dragging their feet and delaying to mm. the point where we ended up staying there like I'm out of there but they're charging me for the next two weeks because we put in our notice late because I was waiting for them to get back to me about like the lease probably intentional so anyway if you've ever thought about supporting us on Patreon now is definitely the time and we'd really appreciate it so anyway I think that's it we'll be back here and we're here every Tuesday at 1pm Pacific 4pm Eastern at twitch.tv slash sifted games hopefully Matt will have some more games to talk about next week that'd be nice because the ascent wasn't getting it done (laughs) so hopefully next week we'll have some more games to talk about until then have yourselves a great week game face is up and out